Yeah, so Mark uh, Shields is my co-host, and I talked to you a couple weeks ago. Thanks for agreeing to be on the show. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool. I'm down with it, man. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, uh, we, we have okay. a, a kind of a loose format. Mark, why don't you kind of walk them through what we do and... Sure. Well, typically we have five segments. They go pretty fast. The first one's the introduction. There's the cold open where we just bullshit. Right. The intro. Hey, what are you working on? We have a couple news items. Uh, Then I have a segment called Back to the Cade. We're going back to June 28th, 1981. Ah! Yep, yep. June 28th, man. It's like... uh... It's going to be challenging, man. I think uh, I wish I had some of those brain cells that I burned through back in those days. Uh, <laughs> you won't even need those. I'm just going to help augment. <laughs> yeah. And then we get into the interview. So do you, uh, is there anybody actually going to listen to this? Like oh, yeah. 20 guys or something? Is there, is there, uh, is there an audience out there? There is. Gonna... <laughs> yeah. There typically is an audience. Tonight, I know for sure I had a huge amount of people that we're asking about it but yeah. you know people also stream the podcast and things like that right right oh shit people you're sitting that. in raw thrills right now right yeah no, I mean, <laughs> most, most people had the good sense to get out you know a couple of decades ago but what the fuck <laughs> just hang on <laughs> we want the real eugene we don't want <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> we don't all want right. you watered down <laughs> you know yeah well, you don't want to <laughs> don't encourage me too much <laughs> <laughs> So you love the first picture I posted of you on Facebook, huh? Yeah, you know, I mean, I was, I was like, what the fuck? I actually looked pretty decent in those days. I was like, I was going, God, I, I look like, I mean, it was, it's almost like I look like one of these new, like, Bitcoin guys. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and I was like, what the fuck, man? It's like, uh, I was ahead of my time. You know? like, uh, I was, I I was impressed. Thing and everything. I know, like, you're very finally, hipster. Like, you're very hipster. Yeah. yeah, like 30, 40 years, all of a right. sudden it's cool, you know? Yeah, exactly. Now I'm not, so it's like, <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I, the funny thing is, is like the next picture I put up was even worse. It was another like five years back in time. And then I finally did one that was closer to uh, uh, modern times for you. Oh, awesome. really? You did? I, I didn't see the other two. Maybe you sent them to me. <laughs> They're on Facebook. I I take. Yeah, see, I don't. I don't do Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. I got to get on that. You know what I mean? Well, you know what? You do and you don't. It's kind of a cesspool of politic hell right now. Yeah. So I wouldn't even worry about it. But Raw Thrills is there, so I tagged Raw Thrills. That's right. That's so, right. We'll get some good. I mean, that's uh, that's really. You know, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that tonight, I'm sure. But so how's how's life in general? I mean, uh, Raw Thrills good. going you know, pretty things good. Things are good. You know, we're uh, keeping the arcade alive here. You know, and right. Uh, that's you know I mean it's, it's actually there's after about forty years of decline I think the arcade actually has been growing the last few years isn't that weird which is which is uh, really pretty cool I mean uh, and it's kind of evolving uh, you know into like these mega arcades you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean it's kind of been going on for years now but it's um, I don't know there may be I don't know, in the U.S., maybe like a thousand of these like super huge arcades. Maybe it's a couple few thousand of them. And like Dave and Buster's kind of places. Yeah. And, uh... Well, there was Game, know, GameWorks was around. I don't know if they're still doing stuff. Yeah, GameWorks, yeah, they're still kind of around. They were kind of one of the early pioneers, you yeah. know, like, as, as always, pioneers, you know, kind of get shot in the back, you know, but I think they're still out there. Yeah. And, uh, the GameWorks, there's Dave and Buster's, obviously... Um, and I think they have like 120 locations. Yeah, yeah. Then there's, uh, you know, a place called Main Event that has, I don't know, 50 or 60. There's, 
place round one, which is kind of a Japanese team. Um, there's a lot of Japanese games and American Sega. games. Too. I don't know, they've got maybe 20 or 30. You know, so, and then there's just a million of uh, independent, uh, they, I guess they call them FECs, Family Entertainment Centers. Because, like, I don't know. You have to change names of things all the time, you know? You can't just say it's a fucking arcade. You know? <laughs> <laughs> they did that back in the day, too, you know? They did. They were yeah. like, Family Fun Center. Exactly. So, um so yeah, no, and it's and we're going to, we're doing like these mega games. It's kind of I don't know. This could be like the end times, you know. It's like because <laughs> um, we're making all these big things. Now the games are getting bigger. The screens are getting huge, you know, with the these LCD screens, and then we're doing these massive LED screens. And, I say, don't you know. stop. Bigger the better. It is. It's kind of like we're kind of, but it's like dinosaurs, you know. It's like the, the sad thing is, this shit will not fit in your basement anymore. <laughs> That's you know? true. That's very the shit true. Is like fifteen feet tall, you know, and and it's and it's. Uh, it makes you wonder, like, all, all the kids that are playing them today, like when they're forty, they're going to be like, "I need a big basement built," you know, and maybe yeah, they'll make making fifteen foot basements. <laughs> <laughs> Freight elevator. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no, it's it's cool. It's it's kind of a it's a fun time. I mean, it's fun when when people are buying games. You know, if you're trying to make new games, you know, I mean, I love the old games and everything, but um, it's hard to make a living. You know, when you're a manufacturer and a designer and stuff. You know, like no, you know, trying to make a living off of uh, games that no one buys, it's kind of sucks. So yeah, the, it's, it's, yeah, that that kind of blow. You know, at the end of the day, you know, it's kind of like we're all doing it for fun and games and everything, and, and, and there's a lot of passion and stuff in the industry, but, you know, after a person doesn't get a paycheck for, you know, a couple years or a couple months or maybe a couple weeks or maybe two days, <laughs> you know, um, it's like, it's amazing how your enthusiasm for the job kind of drops. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've no got, I've got a ton of questions that will dovetail off that yeah. statement, actually. Yeah. So, Mark, let's describe your lovely machine there. That thing's in good shape. Is that original? Uh, Yeah, I haven't touched it. Uh, The bezel that's on this was on another Stargate that I had. uh, Because you um, can, you know, not have enough Stargates. Yeah, I sold that. Somebody wanted a multi-Williams, so I put the J-Rock board in it. No. Oh, you did the J-Rock thing. Oh, Oh, yeah. I hear this pretty good board. I, I always... Say I should convert mine to J Rocks, and uh, I just never have done that yet. But uh, is wor- that a nice board? Yeah, very, very faithful uh, to the originals. You know, they have multiple ROMs in the case of Robotron, so that you can get that tie dye set in there. And stuff. Oh, right, 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 right. Wait, and, what's a tie dye? I don't know about the tie dye. Um, that's a more recent uh, ROM revision that allows the score, I think, to show up. And I think you can see more of the players that you have, like how many uh, mm-hmm. free uh, extra guys you have. Interesting. Right, that's for like guys, guys going to like two hundred million and shit. You know? Exactly, it's so. for the <laughs> hardcore, the rodeo guys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like uh, yeah. they're you know, like, it's like yeah. I don't know, eight guys into that, but it's cool, man. They uh, they put some scores up there. I mean, it's crazy. Guys are playing it for days, you know, at that level, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean the uh, the talent of uh, the skill of the players is just. Mind blowing, you know, like yes. 
you know, as, as a coder, you think you have it all figured out, you know, and then these guys just fucking... <laughs> I know. They, they rip your shit to shreds in like two weeks, you know, you thought, oh, you know, maybe they'll beat this in like, you know, a couple of years, you know, and then like two weeks later, yeah, I got the end. <laughs> and it sucked. And it sucked! <laughs> they're, like, they're like hackers with joysticks. And so... Yeah, uh, I was reading some article, they... Uh, this is some scary shit. They have some kind of AI thing um, playing this game, Dota. You remember what the game Dota? Dota 2, I guess, whatever the... Some kind of uh, uh, team game, I guess, is like 5 on 5. Oh, yeah, I see it. D-O-T-A. Duel of something. Yeah. Duel of the assholes or something. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> how how out of touch I am, but I mean, I heard the name, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like world of Warcraft kind of guys running around. Sure. Sure. Like yeah. they kill each other, you know? And, uh, it's like five on five. And, and then they, they trained this computer, like some AI shit to, um, play this game. And, I guess over the course of like a month, and I mean the the amount of computing power, you know, they had like you know a million servers or something, you know, whatever, ten thousand, I don't know what it is. But um, and it started, you know, they they kind of trained it a little bit, and then then it just had it play itself back and forth um, wow. for like three weeks, and it played, you know, twenty eight million games or some shit, or or hundred billion games. I don't know what it was, but it was a lot. <laughs> And it, at the at the end of one month, it was beating the best players in the world. Really? And uh, and I was like, I was going, oh man, we are so fucked. <laughs> we are, we're fucked. We're done. It's like uh, we're in the. We got to go out. You know, we should we should start unplugging. You know, we got to go to, you know, Amazon Web Services and fucking Microsoft. Azure and start unplugging this shit, man. <laughs> you know, once once we lose the power switch, man, we're fucked. I mean, you know, they're all first. They're going to go into all the cars that are driving by themselves, and they'll take over those. Actually, that's not going to work. Gonna work. <laughs> the car thing, that's bullshit. Because no, nah, it is. That's that's bullshit. Because I mean, you think think about it, okay? Yeah, like they're killing people and stuff. That's that's the the least of the problems. The fucking car is going to drive the speed limit. Who the fuck wants to drive the speed I limit? Nobody. Exactly fucking right. nobody. It'll be like gridlock. You know, if people actually drove like 25 on a street, do you know how fucking slow that is? I mean... Oh, I haven't seen... Seriously. Like, seriously. I guess, I guess you don't have control over the, over the acceleration, right? It, it can't well, just drive... While you play around with the, you know, the speed, <laughs> I don't think you can because I mean, if it's driving you, yeah. then it's like it can't break the law, right? Because if it kills somebody, it's it's fault, right? It's like you were fucking speeding, you were going twenty eight. <laughs> Fuck you, you know, hundred million dollar settlement. Fucking computer killed somebody, you know, and uh, you know, never mind the guy was you know, you know, running across the street naked, you know, in the middle of the night, you know, with black uh, leggings on or something. I don't know. Right. But the it won't ever be the human's fault, you know, because computers, we know computers are evil motherfuckers. <laughs> and so it's going to be like they, they can't they can't speak because if they ever do anything, it's going to be their fault, you know? <laughs> so they're going to go fucking 25, 
Right. And and it's just going to be it's going to you know, they'll be breaking you know for every cockroach on the road and you know it's not going to work. I think I it's mean, not going to work. He might be honest. It's not going to work. I'm not going to take. I mean, do you want to drive the speed? You want to go 55? I mean, I know you guys in a, no. in a uh, area that has 55 mile an hour speed limits. Yeah, but we don't. I don't. I know. Not here. I don't I'm care. in Texas. They don't care. Oh yeah, right here, Texas. Okay, but I mean, nobody cares. But some cities have like I know in Chicago, it's like within I don't know 50 miles of Chicago. It's 55. Okay, not that anybody does 55. I mean, everybody's going like 80, but the speed limit is technically 55. And if you're an autonomous vehicle, that has to be a responsible thing. You have to drive 55, right? Right. I Otherwise, you're you're killing people. So it's going to be it's it's going to be crazy. You'll actually see a freeway with cars going the speed limit. It, it's going to be very crazy. Um, That's true. It's funny. I was in one of those drivers' education classes. You guys ever go to that thing? Oh, well, God, not, not lately. <laughs> driver's education you know i was like so i, I was in I, I really got fucked up i got like three tickets in like a week you know oh no it's a bad week it's a very it's bad a week bad, so i had to go to week. four hour traffic school then i had to go to eight hours because like once you do the four hour you have to do the only way to get another traffic school is do eight hour like the whole fucking day you know yeah yeah and uh but they they give you this formula like, well, you're supposed to follow the car ahead of you. There used to be like this car length thing, you know? Oh, yeah. The, every, the two car lengths. Was like yeah, yeah. Every 10 miles an hour was a car length. So if it's right. 60, it was six car lengths, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, then they then, then it's like, no, that was, that was wrong. That was wrong. <laughs> um, and now it's like you have to follow them three seconds behind. Okay. That's a new rule. So you got, yeah, I think so, it was two when I, yeah, so you had to count like a telephone pole, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, bam. Yeah, I think now it's three. Okay. Because somebody yeah. died. Somebody yeah. died. Yeah. <laughs> so it's now three because you got to save lives. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. The, um, you got to save lives. And if you think about it, if you're traveling at 60 miles an hour, which is um, how many feet per second is that? It's uh, fast. What would that be? That's, uh, <clears throat> let me do my calculator. 60 <laughs> times 560,000 feet. That is 58 feet per second. Divided oh, wait, that's by 60 is 88. Uh, hey, look, it's 88 feet per second. Right, exactly. So it's 88 fucking feet per second. Okay. <laughs> three seconds. Okay, three seconds, 88. Let's just say 90 because we're. Sure. We, sure. we smoke too much pot. We're here. <laughs> That would be 270. 88's okay? a good number, though. So you have to follow. The car in front of you has to be one fucking football field ahead of you, okay? Right, right. According to the the Department of Motor Vehicles. <laughs> that's not, that's a long way. Have you ever been in a freeway <laughs> where the cars are separated by one fucking football field? No, you know, never. Other than, like, in the middle of the night or something? I mean, it's like, they're, like, 30 feet. <laughs> so basically, you're going to cut the traffic carrying capacity of the um, freeway by ninety percent. Mm-hmm. Okay, because these things will have to follow that rule too. Otherwise, you know, they they kill somebody. So you're going to have a fucking gridlock when these when these uh, autonomous vehicles start getting out there. Yeah, it is going to be gridlock. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not going to make the traffic any better. That's for sure. No, it's going to be far worse. Mm-hmm. Far worse. You know, and then they're going to, then like, then this is what happens. Like, the other thing that's going to happen is people like me or you or, 
kids, you know, who want to fuck with things, you go, oh, it's an autonomous vehicle. I'm just going to go like, I'm going to, you know, just get on the side of it and just go into its lane, try to hit it, you know? And then it like will dodge me, you know, like, you know, like, fuck you, man. And you're just like going to jump in front of it and make it slam on the brakes and do all this shit, you know, just to see how good it is. And, uh, so they'll, they'll be just like, you'll be just like bullying these things, you know, you can cut them off, you can do, you know, it'll be just like, you know, a guy, I mean, it's funny in Chicago, like if you use a turn signal, that's like a total, you know, admission of weakness. You know, if you see a car like turning with a signal saying, I'm going to go to the right, you pass him on the right. You don't let him in. <laughs> like, fuck that. It's like it, it, the guy is shown that he's a complete bozo, you know, if you use his turn signal. So it's kind of like that where these autonomous vehicles will be just be bait out on the road, you know, and people slamming on the brakes in, in front of them and, you know, because they can't road rage you, you know. Right. They have to be. They have to be very, very careful and back off when you cut them off, and you know, you force them off the road, and they'll go off the road. <laughs> so I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna be terrible. I mean, kids are gonna like people with you know maybe not the greatest uh, uh, moral attributes are gonna take advantage of the situation. <laughs> like you'll, you'll know that a car is is autonomous, and you can screw around with it. Exactly. You yep. screw with them, you know, and, and, uh, cause humans, if there's anything we love is we love screwing around with computers, you know, <laughs> we got to show our superiority somehow, <laughs> you know, so that is, I, I don't think it's going to be, I think, you know, everybody's talking about this thing is going to be like, oh my God, we'll have, you know, the traffic will be so fast and blah, blah, blah. And I think it's going to be just the opposite. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be just complete gridlock and you'll just like oh fuck an autonomous car it's going <laughs> fucking 25 fuck you know like I gotta get to work like I mean it's you know I mean the guy's 55 in the fast lane you know it's like I am obeying the law <laughs> you know oh, it's, uh, it, it's just not it's not gonna be pretty you know, and if they keep... don't do that, if they start breaking laws, then they're, you know... That's right. Inevitably, something bad will happen, and then it'll be their fault. That's true. And because there'll be full records of their car and how fast it was going, all that shit. And it's like some big company you can sue, and they're evil, evil corporations, you know, and you're just like a person. People are not corporations, you know. That's right. Oh, they are not. You know. And by the way, we, I'm spinning up the live show here. We're just going to get things yeah. rolling. We're, we're just kind of greasing the skids, letting the people get into the chat and stuff. And so this will be, okay. be sort of our, you know. So I don't have to do this hangout thing. You're just going to tell me everything? Yeah, no, we're good to go. Okay. So, you know, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll, I, yeah, we'll get to your queue. What is that thing? Is it, what does it do? Oh, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, I've already started. Oh, you already started? Yeah, we're kind of... We already started? We're rolling. Okay, I'm, I'm happy. You know, so we, are, we, are we live now or not? Are yeah, we we're, we're, we're on the air. We're not live. Okay. But we don't. Okay. We're, we're not really... This is just the pre-show now, so we're just kind of shooting the shit, so... Yeah. Okay, well, I thought... What, 715? It's 715, man. 715. It is, it's 714. What is this thing? What is it? Oh, it's 14? Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess my... Uh, yeah. My computer's kind of fast. I, I do that because I'm always late. Okay, no, <laughs> my cell phone's at 715, so... Mark, you're looking sharp. You got the six million dollar T-shirt on today. Oh man, excellent T-shirt. Yeah, I'm taking 1981 out. <laughs> was that an 81? I thought that was like uh, 78. <laughs> I thought it was a 70 thing. Well, and you, yeah, know, you know, I just I the only thing I remember about that show was um, this is the six million dollar man. Is, yeah, um, yeah. 
like when he would do like his he'd just like you know it was kind of like the Hulk or something he'd kind of like get pissed off and like do his thing and he started like running at a million miles an hour or something and uh, and they like they they have that kind of chink, 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 yes. sound that that one he was like you know getting it on and you know running 100 miles an hour or whatever the shit he did and uh, there's a property that needs a game which I don't, you know, yeah. I, I don't know yeah. <laughs> exactly I don't know man the six of it I don't know man well, well you know I think I'll leave it to those 2600 guys man they're, yeah. they're still, they're still <laughs> oh, man. That's that'd be sad. awesome man that'd be awesome man the, the full full on VCS you know five pixel yeah. six million dollar man you know, that's gonna be uh, they, they'll figure it I out I can too. do it in 8k <laughs> that's true so, yeah exactly exactly you know so are, um, we, are we ready to that roll? That was amazing. Oh, are we ready to roll here already? You think? Yeah, you can hit the start button, dude. So let's get this show on the road, huh? We're gonna play that music. All right, here we go. Wait, wait, wait a minute. So, you know, we got a. Are, are we sure we're ready? Because we got a few people in the chat. Who's in the chat? Well, we got Andy Baldwin in the chat already. Dan Cole in the, the chat. Yeah, yeah, Mike Mike Martin's in the chat. Aaron Sanders in the chat. I mean, we got some peoples, and I know there's a couple of people who are going to show up in a little bit. So, we're ready. All to, right, here we go. Live from KOIR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is Arcade Radio. Hello and welcome to Season 2, Episode 21 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, June 28th, 2018, and the time is now approximately 7.19 p.m. Central. Thanks for joining us in the car. Where are we again? Oh yeah, the Arcadosphere. This is your host, uh, Adam, Fofadam, V5, and I'm joined by my legendary co-host, Mr. Mark, Time Runner Shields, and the guest host of Arcade Radio this week is... Eugene Jarvis, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark and Adam, man, what's up? Man, it's good what's to have up? you on the show. This is awesome. I mean, I was, you know, when you might have been on our list for a little while, but thanks for picking up the phone and having a you know little chat with us tonight. It's pretty cool. So, hey, it's uh, it's always a, it's always a thrill, man. Well, it's um, great to be here. Yeah, that's good. So, um, our first segment, we, uh, we usually talk what we're working about. Uh, I guess, uh, well, what we're working on, t- um, what's your name? Mark, why don't you give us a, sh- a shout? Tell us what you're working on. Okay. Stand by. Here we go. Okay. We- here we go. We- 
Well, wait a minute. Maybe this we should set, let's set the scene for people that don't see this right now. Yes. You know, there is a Stargate machine right behind Mark, and it's beautiful. Vintage. It's vintage, and it's all original. Yes. Original uh, cigarette burns, and it's running on each, side. and it's running. It is well. Of course, it's running. <laughs> I mean, it may have a switcher on it, but whatever. <laughs> oh. hey, man, that's cheating, man. That's cheating. <laughs> right. like, no resale value, man. <laughs> the power is power, and I'm pretty sure the linear is running the coin, the coin <laughs> box light. That's so. funny. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Your Mark, numbers got to match, man. <laughs> they do, they, yeah. The switcher does not have numbers on it. I can tell from here. Uh, no, uh, okay. I could add some on there. <laughs> So what are you working on there, Mark? Let's see. I I finally restored my turkey shoot. I finished it. Uh, mm. The only thing I have left to do is there's like a coil for the feather box. You know, I don't know if you know turkey shoot very well, but it's in your it's office. It's kind of a Robotron ripoff. Okay. Um, you you kill a wave of turkeys and then you're rewarded with uh, some feathers blowing up in in front of your face. That's good. Yeah, that was that was choice, man. I, I, I wouldn't think it. I don't think it has anything to do with Robotron, but feathers uh, <laughs> were cool, man. It's, it's, I, I definitely only, wish I had two but two joysticks. Like it would be cool to shoot and move around. Oh yeah, which I think yeah. you can do. But it's the gun, and then you know the gun is your joystick. And, right. So that you right. know, is that the only thing you're working on? Um, no, I also picked up a, a ladybug and a, a, it's weird. It's in this dynamo cabinet before dynamo made generic cabinets. And so it's got like, it looks like a little hustler, but it's, I don't know. It's very strange. It, it was in some dude's garage for 21 years or whatever. So that's pretty cool. That was super fun. Um, I guess that's it really. I mean, I spent a lot of time with the turkey shoot. So a lot, a lot of, a lot of stuff with turkeys. I even, I even bought like these. Show you. I bought these turkey feathers yeah. to put. So these are like special turkey feathers. I tried to get like blood red turkey feathers, but it didn't work. <laughs> Can't oh. see them as well. Oh, they, yeah, they don't. And yeah. that's what I'm working on. Excellent. Sweet, man. That, that is, I mean, you are, uh, you're tight with uh, your classics, man. That's, uh, that's pretty awesome. I, I know. I, can't, I mean, is that maybe the only working turkey shoot in existence? <laughs> I know, right? There's a, there's a couple. Like 15 or 20 of them. There's a couple, yeah. Yeah, I know they made 500 allegedly on oh, paper. Uh, wow. <laughs> I think 498 of them were converted into like poker games or yeah. something. <laughs> oh, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. those were the days. Well, no, I... I found mine in a, uh, mine was originally at a arcade in Minnesota in the eighties called the, oh crap, the slim Jim or something or the slick name. I forget what it's called, but it was like a multiple story arcade. And, um, and then somehow I got stuck in a garage in Princeton, Minnesota that went out of business and it was empty. Like nobody was in the garage for like 20 years and then somebody bought it and found it. There was. St. Cloud, Minnesota was where that arcade was. I'll look it up later. Jeepers. Good times. Good times. Time capsule, yeah. That's that's kind of what this show is. It's a giant time capsule. Yeah. What what are you working on, Adam? Oh, man. You know, I I haven't... I mean, like, last week I had a party, and so I was very busy. Um, You know, first... It's the second arcade party of the year, which is a lot for me. Um, But, you know... A couple of guys that had such a good time. They they bought me a, a, a tin sign to go in in my um, in my collection. So uh, I have this VCS joystick uh, tin sign that they bought me. 
That's uh, pretty cool. Mm. So that's nice of them. I'm gonna hang up there somewhere. And then today, the 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 sign fairy dropped uh, another sign off at the house. Apparently, um, the Golden Valley. I live in Golden Valley, Minnesota. Uh, the Golden Valley Historical Society um, retired a bunch of old street signs, and they retired Olympia Street, which is where I live. So I'm giving away a lot of information right now. People want to find out where I live. But anyway, um, they a friend of mine bought two of the signs for our our, uh, our block and um, gave me one. So I'm going to hang it up in the arcade. I think it's going to look pretty cool with all that stuff that I got on the walls. You know? Wow. That's cool. Do you have your, do you have your coordinates uh, for yeah. a uh, drone, uh, <laughs> little drone bombing over there? <laughs> exactly. I live at... <laughs> Precisely. I'm, I'm so easy to find. Like, I'm the only Adam Coyer in the entire United States. So if you look me up and do any, any homework, uh, you know, he'll figure out who I am. But, uh, you know, again... Appreciate my listeners. They don't they don't do stuff like that to me usually. <laughs> so so in Golden Valley, <laughs> I mean, have you guys? I mean, I don't know. Down here in I'm Chicago, uh, it's just been I don't know. It's fucking rainy all the time. I don't know what it is. <laughs> and I was wondering, do you get golden showers in the Golden yeah. Valley? <laughs> I always make fun of that every time I go out there. Well, as a Gold matter of fact, <laughs> it, it takes a special guy to live in gold. Oh, that's hilarious. I am not sorry about that first ad I posted. So let's move on to Mr. Eugene Jarvis. What have you been working on? And, and we would say in the you hobby, know, except for you we, got like a actually, whole business we, to run. So Yeah, um, we just um, and when finishing you, up. And it's still a little bit of work in progress. So we're, we're working on, this may be, certainly is one of the largest arcade games ever created. <laughs> you know, maybe, certainly in the top maybe three. And it's this new, I, I'm sure maybe you guys have heard about this. It's, um, we did this Halo game. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's called uh, Halo Fireteam Raven. And it's uh, a four-player like cockpit type thing. Um, you gotta, you know, go on to YouTube or something if you want to take a look at it. And, uh, it's also going to be at Dave and Buster's for a couple of months exclusively. And, uh, then it's going to be, you know, anybody that is stupid enough to buy one. Um, and it, <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, what, $6,000? It's, well. it's pretty crazy. So it's got like, uh, Two 65-inch screens, like, put together. It's like a super panoramic type of thing. You know, it's like, um, uh, you know, so it's, it's like a huge, it's like surround vision or something, you know, like one of those crazy panoramic type of things. And so essentially it's like an 8K type video. Um, and uh, it's uh, just crazy. It's uh, It's got all really cool Halo stuff. Uh, Microsoft just did an incredible amount of work with us on it and we got you know this the new story and it's I guess based on uh, some events from parallel events to I think Halo 1 and uh, stuff that was happening um, on the ring when I guess Master Chief was doing some other stuff um, and this is like the ODST guys and anyway it's it's pretty 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 fantastic I wish I could show you a video right now but go on to YouTube and just Halo Fire Team Raven sweet and it's you know it's like about I don't know 11 feet wide and it's like 11 feet in diameter it's kind of 
kind of circle circular kind of thing and it's pretty pretty well so we're we're just we're getting at you know we still have to do some reps on the software and trying to figure out how to build the damn thing you know it's uh you know, it, it, it's kind of, we're kind of getting in this dinosaur age of arcade games where we're, it's kind of the rise of the mega arcades and uh, um, the games are getting bigger and bigger. We, we last year we did um, this giant Space Invaders game with like a 10-foot screen, LEDs, one LED a pixel, and then we did a giant Pac-Man game. And that was so awesome. It's, it's, uh, excuse me? The giant Pac-Man game is awesome. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And it's, it's, uh, but it just, you know, it's like when you're, when you're pixel, it's a pixel perfect, um, but each pixel now is a, is a full on LED. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's just like so bright. It almost, I don't know. It, it's, 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 it's kind of, it, I think it's kind of sucks you in. Like, I think human beings are attracted to shiny objects. I, I would, just like, I would agree with that. Totally. You know, and, and so you just get sucked into it, and uh, um, but anyway, so this Halo thing is kind of the next iteration of that. Uh, okay, so the, Eugene, I'm going to have to make a request. I'd like to, yeah. I'd like to have uh, tinted doors, and uh, <laughs> you need to make sure like a couple can fit in there. <laughs> That's right. Ah, uh, yeah, no, they're actually there's two couples. So this is this is. Um, you know, oh, a menage a, a cot. <laughs> you know, it's a, yeah. it's a, you got two couples. This is for the for the, the millennials, man. They're, uh, <laughs> so they get to hang out and they can fist bump next to each other while they're playing. That's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> the millennials. I just played uh, a clip of that for you while we were doing the show, so people got to see oh, it. Oh, cool. Home. Yeah, so, cool. Uh, so people that uh, are interested, that's, that's actually, that's going to be really cool, I think. Yeah, it's, it's it's probably the most crazy thing ever. I mean, the guys. Um, we have two studios at Rothfield. We have the Rothfield Studio, and then we have a studio called Play Mechanics, who probably most famous for doing the Big Buck Hunter game, and you know all the versions of that. And they also recently did uh, Walking Dead, um, uh, game, pretty awesome. And uh, but this Halo thing has been their work for the last few years, and. Uh, I, I don't know. Somehow it got kind of out of hand, and we were kind of we we were worried maybe nobody wanted to buy it, you know. But I guess it, there's there's suckers born every minute. So, oh heck yes. Um, <laughs> so it's it's kind of you know it's like it's it uh, it is it is going to get out there. I, I hope they're able to make the uh, payments on it. <laughs> <laughs> make back your budget. <laughs> exactly. So that's why there's going to be some really pissed off operators. Yeah, I'm not going to give them my address. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You, well, you know, they can always write you at Rothrills. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> so, but that, that's anyway. We're, we're finishing that up. We got to make some tweaks on the software. So, fantastic. We're, we're very excited about that one. Very cool. cool. So that you know, that's uh, that kind of I guess um, maybe leads us into our next segment. Well, partially because um, we used to be three uh, guys. Oh yeah, Eugene. yeah. We oh, had yeah, a third yeah. guy named Dan, and and he doesn't call anymore. He's not our I guest host anymore. Yeah. But what, what we've done, what we do now is we we call him on his phone to see if he'll pick up, like once a week. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty fun. So it here we go. You gonna call? So we're him? gonna start. All right. Yeah, here let's we go. just just see if he picks up. You know. Sure. He's, he's you know. 
You might have a question. Your call has been forwarded oh, to an automated voice message. Straight to voicemail. <laughs> Jesus. That definitely sounds like he... That, that, it's, no, like he it's like he knew we were coming. We're, we're calling you guys like... <laughs> you guys are stalkers, man. This is... Uh... <laughs> Damn it, Dan Reed. <laughs> he used to be our co-host, so it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. He's... Why did... Oh, All right, what? Oh, my God! He picked up. I'll answer what. Holy crap. <laughs> You're on the phone with Eugene Jarvis, dude. Hi, Eugene. Dan, man, uh, I thought you were, I thought you gave the guys a hook, man. What's, <laughs> what's going on here, man? You're like, you're regressing. I mean, Jesus. Of all the days you pick up, it's when Eugene Jarvis is on the phone. <laughs> well, you know, he's a living legend, so how can I say no to that, right? All right. All right well. I just put a picture Hopefully of him up on the continue. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> So what what are we going to do now since you picked up? Well, you what, bit, what's Dan working on? What yeah, what are you working now? on? <laughs> I just, uh, funny you should mention that. I just got out of the garage from stripping down a scramble. Oh, nice. Oh, I've got a tie-in yeah. to uh, Defender on that. Oh, Stripping ahead. down a scramble. Is that, uh, is that like pornography or what? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good thing, right? <laughs> scramble. Is that illegal? I mean, it's like, I'm a stripping down a scrambler, boy. Yeah, well, the garage door's closed. So. I, I think scramble was the first game to have a side-scrolling uh, play field. But, what uh, the fuck? Wait a minute. Defender was before Scramble. What the fuck are you yes. talking about? <laughs> they ripped me off. <laughs> they fucking ripped me off, man. Like, <laughs> and then Defender comes along and does it 18 times better. No, no, but we were before Scramble. Were you? Like, yeah, like a year or something, man. Wow. Like, get your history right, man. Yeah, what the heck? Get you... your fucking history right. What are you looking on a MySpace page over there? I was, I was looking on Wikipedia. <laughs> Somebody changed it. I'm sorry. I don't okay. know. <laughs> they ripped me off that's freaking awesome <laughs> no that was a cool game i mean the, I, I mean i thought it was they i mean they had better graphics you know uh-huh. um but it, but it was uh it didn't it, i mean it, i don't know if it was i mean to me that was like we i call it a wallpaper game you know i, I don't want to be down on it i mean it was a great game and everything but well it's decent you know, it's like you know when you're when you're comp- competing against other people you gotta like you know, trash talk their, their games. So, so anyway, the it was uh, you could only go in one direction, and right, which is bullshit. Right. That's just bogus. Yeah, it is bull. bogus right there. Yeah. And then and then you're like, it's like wallpapers. It's just like you're just kind of playing to see the the movie, you know? And, right. Which I guess kind of like you know the modern games we do today, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was there was no there was no AI. You know, there was no the the, the monsters right. didn't jump around and come after you. You couldn't. I mean, it was is much different game. And you're right. It was just yeah, like, yeah, very deterministic. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think the AI and back in that day, the AI we had. I mean, it was more like artificial stupidity than artificial intelligence. <laughs> but at least it was playable. You right, know? right. And but yeah, so that, I mean, it was a different kind of thing. It was uh, kind of a pattern. You kind of memorize the pattern and sure. You know, De- Defender was more. I like to. I like to consider it like more of a free will kind of game. Now, here's the thing: Defender was in, released in, in 1981, right? And no, no, 1980. 80, dude. Oh, see, there you go. 1980. I'm just gonna hang up now. <laughs> very sad. Very sad. Yeah, 81 was uh, was not Defender. That was, that was Stargate. 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 Or right. D- Star uh, Defender Deluxe. Right. 
defending right, violence. Right, I mean, yeah, exactly. They, Which, I guess some of they lost the name. Um, well, Defenders like, on it. Years later, they got they got sued and they can't call it Stargate anymore for some reason. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, because it was some book called Stargate or something. It was featured in um, News Radio. You remember that show? Hey, I was an actor, man. I, I, you know, in fact, do you know what's crazy? Yeah. Huh. I was like delivery man in that show. <laughs> what? In that, in that scene. In that episode? I was like delivery man number two. <laughs> nice. And, dude, this is, the coolest thing is I get like these checks from them to this day. Oh, really? To this day, I get checks from the residuals of that show. That's awesome. And, uh... What are they, like, 16 My latest cents? check, which was for the first quarter of 2018, was 57 cents. Nice! It <laughs> cost them more money Dude. to send you the check. <laughs> Dude, 57 cents, man. So I'm, I'm a Hollywood star, man. Going to the bank. <laughs> I'm a Hollywood star, man. I just... Oh, that's hilarious. That's cool, man. That's two game, two games of overtime, man, right there. My God, you know, that's awesome. Well, you know, uh, we got a hold of Dan. Are you going to hang on to the show? We're going to have to send you the link so you can call in on your computer, or what? I said, yeah, I suppose I can do that for you guys. Right. I'm, uh, just let me finish what I'm doing here. Actually, if it makes you feel any better, Eugene, I'm actually turning the scramble into a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pal. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so email me the link and I'll jump on in a few minutes, boys. All right, Thanks. Mark, Bye. I'll send it to you. All right. Thank you. That's hilarious. I can't believe he picked up. That's after, awesome. After all this time. So let's do the new, the news segment before he gets on, you know. Yeah, that's his that used to be his segment. So <laughs> that thing is horrid. It's yeah. horrid. I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. <laughs> it's the arcade news with Adam Stevens. Well, it's old news is good news with Gary Ganu. I think we just dug this up just because you're on the show today. Uh, you know, back in 2016, there was a guy by the name of Tony Temple who did a little article on the unveiling uh, of a brand new uh, Robotron machine. So in 2006, someone stumbled across a warehouse in Gaston, Vancouver that had effectively been sealed shut around 1983. And I think this is just interesting to share and see your comments on it, Eugene, because I'm told the place was known to be a, a collectors, but the story of new games stacked to floor, from floor to ceiling was regarded as sort of an urban legend. Uh, some enterprising person took the initiative to find out more, so... It turned out the owner of the place was a Dale Johnson of Dale Distributing. He was one of Canada's earliest pinball and jukebox distributors and retailers who later branched out to pool tables and things like that. So Dale Distributing started out with an exclusive distribution right in Canada for Wurlitzer and several manufacturers of pinball machines, including Williams, Gottlieb, and Bally. And um, in the world of coin-operated vending, Dale was the godfather of Vancouver. So in the 60s or 70s, if you had oh, um, ever put a coin into a machine for a gumball or a song or a pack of cigarettes or just about anything else, then you probably did business with Dale. So when Wurlitzer closed for good and the video games effectively replaced pinballs, he moved into that market, simply following the trend. Inside the warehouse were discovered seven floors of barely touched or brand new in-the-box arcade and pinball machines dating from the mid-70s to the 80s. And again, this goes back to 2016. This isn't 
quite current. So this is this is crazy, man. I mean, uh, how did this stuff uh, not get sold or something? I know, right? Uh, so I mean, that's amazing. Yeah, Seven so floors of this shit. they unveiled this thing. Someone bought this thing, and it's and I have an I have a, a, a Robotron cocktail myself, but. Uh, this was a brand new machine unveiled in 2016. They unboxed it in 2016. I, how does that even happen? Well, it was like yeah, a vault amazing. in there. Right. And there were it's just uh, only one or two bodies as well. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm. Only, I just had to shove them off the box and mm. rip that tape off. All right. So, Isn't I have that a guy in Vancouver. Wasn't he like grinding him and feeding him to the pig so? Yeah. <laughs> was, that, was that the same guy or was that uh... well, just the heads <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. I'm not, not entirely sure about that part of the so here's a question for you uh, yeah. there was a cocktail there was a cabaret version of Robotron and there of course was the uprights um, and, and obviously uh, you, you know you, you designed the upright but what um, actually, tell us about how you ended up with the design with the two the two joysticks on the on the upright. Oh, on the uh, Robotron? Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I was a big fan of an uh, intruder alert, um, Berserk, which you know is in your intro sequence. Man, I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's so cool. Um, the intruder alert, intruder alert. You know. Um, anyway, um, so I love that game, and but I just hated it because of. I guess one problem. I guess the joystick was there was an optical joystick, and uh, which I guess was supposedly you know it was one of those new maintenance-free, never breaks uh, wonders of electronics that we've all you know seen, and they always break and they don't work. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so it was it was very frustrating, and and. Uh, and the fact that it was just, you know, and you, and you always had to kind of move toward the guy to kill him because you had to aim with the same joystick you move with. And um, some, somewhere along the line, um, you know, I, I kind of got the feeling, I got, you know, I got the idea of how can you be independent? How could you have an independent control, you know, of shooting and moving? And, uh, and that's when the, you know, the concept of a second joystick was uh so was that cabinet came. built from the ground up or did you like hack a cabinet you had at williams and just throw her in um yeah so and i guess actually the same interesting at the same time i had um when i started you know trying to work on this game i also had broken my uh right hand so i was kind of kind of semi-disabled so I also couldn't use buttons, so it was kind of like the joystick was also a natural, natural uh, thing in that area. But uh, so what I did is I got two Atari Twenty Six Hundred joysticks, and got a piece of plywood, and I drilled holes in the bottom of those things. And they kind of, it's kind of weird because you take them apart, and it's kind of, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, you know, consumer products are just really not made to be you know, repurposed too well. But somehow I was able to drill a couple of holes in the bottom of them and screw them into this piece of plywood. And so I had two VCS joysticks screwed down on a piece of plywood, and that became the, the first Probotron control. That's hilarious. And uh, and it was, uh, um, it was pretty amazing. You know, it was... Uh, um, and actually, originally, Robotron was going to be like a nonviolent game. That was my initial idea. You know, 
He's going to stun all the robots? Or? <laughs> he, he would negotiate. You know, you flash water on them. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I got five bucks in my pocket. Uh, you, you don't shoot me, I'll let you pass. <laughs> it's like, can we can we talk? Can we talk? It'd be like Joan Rivers would be the uh, mediator. <laughs> like, can we talk? Can we talk? You know? Um, and uh, Die, human. But uh, the uh, it was it was it was it was this game. I don't know. This is really weird. Now, I was at the MGC in Milwaukee, and they had I couldn't believe it. They had like four or five of these Commodore PET computers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and there was this game that ran on the Commodore PET. It was called Chase, and it was like this character game. I've never, I haven't seen it in like decades. You know, I don't know if this game even exists anywhere. But and the idea was like you had these these. I think they were like pie signs that were the robots. I don't even know what they were, but I, I was assuming they were robots. And they would kind of seek you like the grunts in Robotron. You know, they would just kind of come at you. Sure. And then the idea was you would make them collide with an asterisk. They were like asterisks out there. And you'd collide with these asterisks. They would, so you could kind of like, they would chase you around and you could guide, you know, because they're always going after you, you could guide them into these asterisks. So that was kind of the original mechanic, and you still see that in the grunts and, uh, the electrodes in Robotron. Sure. And so that was kind of ripped off from this game, Chase. Interesting. Um, which was a, a character-based game in the yeah. kind of mid-70s, something like that. And I don't even, you know, I have not seen this game in, in decades. And I tell people about it, and no one even remembers but it. But you so. can play it at MGC, which we've, we uh, have talked to Dan. It wasn't, no, I didn't play it. It wasn't, you know, I was telling people about oh. it. They didn't know what the fuck it was. They had pet computers there, but they weren't running. Well, we should try to figure out how to get that game. So maybe you guys could get, because that is kind of the root. That's kind of Robotron, and then you kind of add Berserk in that. And it's like, the thing is, if you want to create like a really good original idea, you have to steal from like more than one place. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you got to like steal two or three different things and well, then put them together and then it's it's now original you, you take, you, take yes. you know you take the elements that's that you it. like and you create something new from it i don't think that i mean that's that's natural right i don't know exactly i think yeah. that's the way everybody works i mean that's how you you you, you know you like crossbreed things you know mm-hmm. and uh so i think that's how how new things get created is, is that's one one form of it is you can sure you crossbreed uh, different games and yeah i mean defender was kind of like um a cross between space invaders and asteroids yeah, because I mean, the like the right hand you were playing essentially an asteroid fire, and then the left hand was kind of the space invaders turned sideways. Yeah, and so it's it's. I always think that's it's been a big thing uh, of my, you know, that I've loved to do is try to you know you kind of mash up things and create new things with pieces right. of old things. You know, it's kind of like you know, kind of like you take a car apart and you you know. Well, I mean, even even Ralph Bear, or something. Let's, let's, even Ralph Bear, right? He create he creates um, tennis for two. He basically creates pong, right? No, no, tennis for two was actually that was a game he ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's one of my point that is right. His, that was not his game. You know, it's sort of like Ralph Bear. I mean, I love the guy. I guess he's God bless his soul. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's always he's always had this this bone up his ass because, you know, Nolan Bushnell ripped him off. Sure, you know? sure. And and nobody, everybody remembers Pong. They have no idea, like, what was Ralph Bear's game, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. I don't know. I don't even, even know if it had a name. It was called, like, you know, Table Tennis or something. Yeah. Um, 
but tennis for two was done by some other guy you know and in the, in the he was in the like work for the government brookhaven national laboratory or something i think higginbotham or something okay yeah yeah okay. I think it was like wally higginbotham or something I'll look it up right now. I get your Wikipedia out. Yeah, um, we're going to fact check you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyway, some guy did that, and uh, and that really was the first pong. Yeah, it was, nobody, it was developed in 1958. 19, yeah, 1958. And nobody remembers that guy at all. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's kind of like... By William Higginbotham. No Higginbother. one was, was the guy that created pong, and but Ralph that's, Bear was a guy no one Bush Elbert thought. Right, but, right, right. Wally Higginbotham was a guy Ralph Bear ripped off. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. That was sort of my point, right? Like, like tennis for two yeah. was sort of Ralph Bear's ripoff game. But and then if you even go down to the to William Higginbotham, who who you're right, 1958, yeah, yeah. he simulated the game of tennis, which is basically he took a game that already existed. That's true. He ripped and, off tennis, right? So, so I mean, <laughs> like. It's you, the creative you know element comes from yeah. you know I, I mean you it, the, yeah. the innovation is there obviously you know exactly it's making something cool you know it's like who knows where it came from right. it's like uh, right I guess they're just they're suing Ed Sheeran now for this uh, song oh, they said he ripped off Marvin Gaye's uh, Get It On Let's Get It On you know or something yeah and. Uh, and maybe he did, but it was a great version of it. I mean, <laughs> you got to give him credit. I mean, it, it's totally different words. I didn't have no... I, I listened to the song for a year. I had no idea this was a ripoff of, of yeah. Let's Get It On. Right. So maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But, you know, it's, it's it, the guy's brilliant. If he, Even if it was note for note, like, I didn't notice it you know, for years. You yeah. know, so it's like, give the guy a break, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's hard. I mean, it was, music uh, music is one thing, but you're right about that. Yeah. All right, let's get our second news article in here. I'm, I'm going to take this. Uh, this is very interesting. It is very interesting. So, game over for Richie Knuckles. A legal arcade shuttered before opening in Long Hill, and this comes from NewJerseyHills.com. Uh, and uh, a world record-holding arcade gamer was weeks away from opening a vintage arcade across from... Central Middle School, um, somewhere apparently in New Jersey. There was just one problem. No one from the township knew about it. So Richie Knuckles um, had moved about 60... He was on our show, too. So we we like this guy. He's... He's kind of a character, right? So, we, you know, yeah. so uh, he had moved about 60 classic arcade and pinball machines into the basement of an old library building at 91 Central Avenue. He had a soft opening in late May... The event was chronicled in a 46-minute YouTube video, which revealed the interior of the building to be filled with the sounds and fluorescent lights of an arcade, which we all can appreciate, I think, So, as well as a number of gamers. So a tenant in the building, Knuckles had planned a grand opening in July. That is until last week when the township officials caught wind of the plans through a YouTube video in the arcade, they said, had failed to submit any kind of application to local land use boards, a requirement for any change use, and even notify them of existence. So zoning enforcement officer um, Thomas Delia said, hey, this arcade is not permitted for use in that zone, nor is it permitted anywhere else in the township. I've encountered these things before, he said, and... Um, in a Friday, June 22nd phone interview, he said, but this is um, not to this extent. So apparently he was appalled by the number of games, which actually is 
kind of awesome. So good on you, Red, <laughs> Richie. Well, I mean, you, I mean, I mean, I think the good uh, township guy. I mean, he's protecting America from the scourge of video games. Like, where did these where did these laws stem from? I mean, we had uh, the you know, oh my God, Laguardia, and you know, this destruction of pinball machines and the outlawing of pinball machines in New York City until like what nineteen seventy four or seventy six or something. Needs, Richie should just put together two or three grand, find this guy where he lives you know <laughs> tie so, it to a brick <laughs> oh there you go they i know i think it, you know it's it's kind of a tragedy I, it's i think it's it's bizarre i mean it's like you know we're we're in the you know era of you know got you know like the uh everything is legal smoking pot is right legal. exactly you know, it's like, um it's it's like and like you can't even play an arcade game, and and there's, I would say probably half of the towns in America it is illegal to have an arcade, you know, and like, I mean it's more illegal than gambling, right? And and the crazy thing is, I mean, uh, it, you know, it's it's it's, it's insane, and. Uh, by the way, there's no dancing you know, in those towns I mean, either. I mean, you know, not allowed I think, to dance. I think originally back in the '80s, I remember, that, you know, when 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 arcades were, you know, you know, when they were just mass mayhem. And like, you know, again, I mean, there was a lot of teenagers in these places, you know, and like, right. and we all, you know, as all our, you know, good towns, uh, town uh, councilmen and stuff. I mean, teenage, you don't want teenagers around. I mean, that's that's bad news. And so, and like, they're probably, you know, God knows that they're probably, you know, drug dealers and who knows what, you know, at these places. Well, that and was actually, so that actually happened. happened. You know, it did happen. Down, it but, did happen. You know, if that's a, yeah. Yeah. I've been just saying it did. Yeah. But it, yeah, no, it just happened. I mean, it's like, so it's like, but the thing is, if, you, if that was a criterion for shutting down places, then why don't they shut down all the public schools? Right. I mean, they're full of teenagers, and they're, and they're <laughs> a fair amount of them are selling drugs or doing drugs. I mean, you know, and they're probably I mean, playing games in those schools. Like I've seen those little paper footballs. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, no, they're they playing games with their smartphones. You know. Like, oh yeah. And this is a crazy thing. These these schools. I mean, I don't know who's running these <laughs> schools today, but. They give all the kids, you know, the, the, the school is like, oh, we have to be in the future, you know, far, you know, like we are visionaries, so we're going to give every kid an iPad in the classroom, you know, and because we're like future visionaries, and like, is any kid even listening to anything, you know? <laughs> they're just, you know, they're fucking playing Angry Birds or, yeah, you know, Candy Crush or or oh, Dota right. Two or oh my God, you're right, you know, Fortnite or whatever. I mean, nobody's even, you know. They're all tuned out. I mean, there's there's nothing going on in these schools other than playing games. They are essentially arcades, right? <laughs> That's very yes. true. It's very true. So they should be shut down, also. <laughs> you know. Hey, we got so, a question. I mean, we got a question in the chat from Chaz's Arcade yeah. Gameplay and Restorations. He says, uh, "I have a question for Mr. Jarvis. Do you go by Mr. Jarvis?" So he says, um, "How crazy was the backlash from Narc?" So remember Narc? Ah. Yeah, yeah, that was um, yeah, that was kind of crazy. We're trying to, um, I don't know, you know, it's 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 the same problem we have today. You know, it's like there's so much shit out there. How do you create some kind of buzz about your game or your thing, and and so people would listen to it? You know, it's like, sure. you know, there's there's all this noise out on the media. There's a million channels and everything, and so the narc thing, um, you know, it, we wanted to be kind of an edgy thing and. 
I guess it's kind of like bus, it's about busting drug dealers and stuff. But, you know, just for some fun, we decided, you know, blowing up, you know, inviscerating drug dealers with, with uh, rocket launchers and stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I guess we had some blood and, you know, some killer clowns and some other things. So, you know, we kind of pushed the envelope. And uh, the, the amazing thing was um, there was some, you know, we had some um, some bad press, um I think I think the Philadelphia Inquirer wrote an article about it, and you know some other. There was some there was some press about it, and that only of course that only helps it. And um, but you know it was uh, anyway, it, it was kind of a fun thing for its time. It certainly was maybe the first game that really had some crazy violence. It was um, digital video, so we took real you know it's real real actors. I mean that to me that was the funnest part of the project. It was real actors, um, and so you know rather than you know, funky cartoony animations, which was the rage in those days. Um, we had real actors doing real performances, and it, it, was, it was funny. It was real. It was it was very alive, and and uh, you know, I think it's certainly a forerunning game. Uh, certainly later games like uh, Mortal Kombat or NBA Jam kind of use that same uh, you know two D digitization technology, and and it, actually we still use that some, for some of our games. Um, mixing that in with 3D uh, imagery and stuff because you can just, you get that human performance that, you know, no amount of uh, motion capture or modeling or anything can can duplicate a, you know, live human video performance. And uh, so, you know, we had a lot of fun with that, but yeah, it was a little, a little bit crazy. But, you know, the weirdest thing is like no one really, uh, adults never went into arcades. So I don't know if anybody really noticed that the the um, very few people. So the only time it really blew up the whole violence thing was when Mortal Kombat came out, and not in the arcade, but when it got into people's living rooms. Right. When Mortal Kombat came home, that's when that ignited the firestorm that created the ESRB, which is all the game ratings and all that stuff, and. Um, Right. Uh, you know, did all that, uh, which I don't think has changed thing. I think, I mean, games are, you know, this stuff is, uh, you know, as gory or, you know, I mean, it's, it makes an art look like Joe's play the, you know, <laughs> the, uh, the, some of the FPSs today. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's almost comical that it's kind of like a, a, a city council shutting down an arcade in 20, you know, 18 to save the morality of the world, you know. I mean, <laughs> right. it's just, it, I, I, I don't get it, man. I don't, it's, it's, it's weird. I was like, we're, why are we, you know, we're, we're still, you know, like, like I said, I think in my hometown, it's illegal to have an arcade also. I, I would, I think it's half of America. It's illegal to have an arcade. Where's your hometown? You know, and, um, Glenview, where I live right now, Glenview, Illinois. Oh, you live in your hometown? That's awesome. No, I mean that's where I live. It's not where I was born. But, oh, um, I see. But uh, but it's my current home. Excellent. And but no, you can't have an arcade. You know, it's like I don't know. What do you? I mean, what do? You, what are we saving the world from? You know, it's like <laughs> it's right. you know right. whatever. Impressionable neighbors. Yeah, I guess I. Who knows, man? It's uh, the scourge of uh, people actually enjoying themselves or something. But I mean, it's, come on. I mean, it's like. I mean, have people been on the internet? I mean, <laughs> like, 
Exactly. <laughs> I mean, basically everybody with a computer has an arcade, so everything uh, yeah, else. Or a smartphone. I mean, I mean, you could shut down any any coffee shop because people have smartphones and they're playing games. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Whatever. So that should bring us to our next segment, I think, so. Back in 82, I used to be able to throw a pigskin a quarter mile. Back, back to the, to cave, the cave with, with time why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? There is a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull. It's pulling us back to June 28th, 19 freaking 81. 81! That's right. Turns out 81 is is uh, is mixed up in my head as far as like certain certain. Groups. Yeah, it's an important point in the arcade. I'm just uh, saying. Temporal, uh, I might not know line. everything. I might not know everything. I'm just you know. Well, let me let me tell you about four things. Uh, the first one, as far as the arcade stuff, according to legend, the Vid Kids vid were kids. breathing their own farts. What? <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> a faulty HVAC system back on the stage. Oh my god! Feverishly programmed. <laughs> He's laughing his ass off right now. This is awesome. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We got to hear this no, story. I mean, there, we got to hear nothing this. Worse that, <laughs> you know, nothing worse than that, man. Oh, it is worse. Nothing worse than that. All right, so tell us yeah. about this story. <laughs> Damn, I, you know, I, I uh, that's that's bizarre. I, you know, it's funny. I, I think I've used that expression several times in my career. <laughs> I didn't realize that was in the eighties. I, I was kind of like, um, I, I just, uh, yeah, I think it was one of those buildings and. They don't get enough outside air in, you know, and, and uh, um, it's. It, uh, I think it's. It's probably still a problem today. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, I really think fresh air, oxygen. We could probably triple the productivity of America if we could just, you know, filter the farts from, from the office buildings. You know? <laughs> I know. Whatever they do to casinos, they should do that to every office building. That's right. Get the oxygen. Get the. Uh, get the you know and you could recover the methane you know and use it to heat the building you know? exactly um so <laughs> i mean god. fart fans they're oh everywhere god. in every oh bathroom so. fart fans <laughs> <laughs> how did we get to this point in the show I just... hey. yeah. um, <laughs> I, I find it relevant anyway so what is going on let's talk about the box office like okay you're not you don't want to go to work so you go to the movie theater right and so that particular week uh for your eyes only came out British oh, spy yeah. film, maybe you've heard of him, James Bond. Oh, my God. It was the fifth one to star Roger Moore, and um, it put uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark off its perch. Hey, what was the name of it? Oh, For Your Eyes Only. Oh, are we playing? Oh, for your eyes only. All I can remember about that is the, the legs in the ads. Oh, my God. Were, yeah. It's the best poster ever. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and some, were, uh... some more conservative newspapers drew, like, Little shorty shorts on the legs, so yeah. that you could mm-hmm. see. It's fantastic. See the, the upper quadrant. Mm, mm-hmm. Yes. The uh, you know, it's funny. We did. I did a game called Cruising USA, and uh, we had some kind of sexy flag girls that were kind of yes. like starter girls. And uh, uh, I remember I got a letter from a mom who didn't want her son to see that. He liked to play Cruising USA, but. So she put a she would put a brown bag over the girl. Wait a second. So, I mean, you know, I think there's a, there's a, there's a concerned mom that's you know taking action. I didn't, I didn't know this. So were you involved with the original cruising series? Yeah, oh. no, I was. I was. That was my baby. 
Wow, that, uh, that's awesome. Because yeah. that's, that's been in a couple of my friends' uh, collections over the years, and Cruising World has like a whole Clinton scene at the end. Exactly. Yeah, the, uh, and I think actually cruising, I think cruising SA may also, yeah, cruising SA also has Clinton. So it's like, Bill was like a recurring theme there. I love it. Uh, That's awesome. <laughs> so, hey, you couldn't afford to go to the theater. There was always television on June 20th, 1981. It was a slow Sunday night, um, but it was perfect to kick off a, a, a mini series that nobody would see called The Last Convertible. I, I, does everybody remember the? Does everybody have that one on DVD? Wait, wait, the last convertible uh, wasn't that Mark it was Hamill? Probably a last, the last for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, what, wasn't that Mark Hamill? It was a. Uh, I don't know. They just. I don't know why they decided to put this on in the middle of summer. I guess there's nothing else to do. So oh. it's some World War II coming of age drama about five, about five guys who meet in the fall of 1940 at Harvard and blah blah blah. Nobody cares. Wow. Five guys in a convertible. I don't know. That's. Yeah. Uh, well, I think Sounds the, pretty uh, fun to me. A, there's a green 39 Packard convertible at the center of mm. the story somehow. I guess. Okay. Any like transgender element there? <laughs> <laughs> I could. I might have. I might have saved the box office other thing. You know. It's maybe. Maybe true. Maybe true. What? <laughs> well, oh, were we supposed to play a clip? Damn it! I always miss the clips. Do we lose Mark? Oh, I hate it when that happens. Oh, we lost. You can actually lose people in this deal. Well, <laughs> this the funny thing is he's, Twilight Zone. he's totally froze up on the screen right now, which is great because yeah. there's a great picture of him up there. Am I back? You're back. Huh. All right. I heard most of you. I think my internet went down for a second. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's the quality of the show. We ah, that's right. So I was just saying, there was, was there like a link I was supposed to click on? Yeah, it was the intro to the to the show, but it was terrible, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, all right. But there I was mean, a, the, wait a minute, the intro to this. Oh, is this is this Auto Man? The last, the last convertible? convertible. You're gonna end up playing it, aren't you? Here this it is comes. Auto Man. I love this show. Okay. Auto Man. Okay, yeah. I sent you the link to Auto Man. No, but that was that was the show I thought you were gonna. I mean, anyway, okay. No, all I'm right. Not, what else? I, I, won't so, play, I won't play it. Let's just move on to the next section. Uh, you know what? I, I only have one question for you, Adam. What's in the juke? Oh Hello, God. and welcome to What's in the Juke. All right, everybody wants to know what's in the juke. Wait for it. What? Wait, 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 wait. There you go. All right. <laughs> Here's the part of the show where we play uh, 10 songs, a little tiny piece of the song, and then uh, we see if Eugene knows very, what the hell the song is. Very, oh, wait. Should we do that first? Hmm. Okay. So here's the thing. If he says it first, no one else is going to hear it. It doesn't matter. All right. We, and we'll have a I couple. Mean, we're I think have most a, of those brain cells are burnout, so that's okay. We're, oh, yeah, we, yeah. Also allow, <laughs> we also allow our listeners to guess, so right, it's right. a team effort. And uh, you know what? Uh, okay, these are like songs from the uh, the year 1981. Yeah, correct. Well, yeah, or okay. yeah. And Casey said he was going to be out here to kick your ass tonight, but I, I, I don't see him. I don't okay. see him either, and I'm actually a little bit disappointed. And Casey and Dolly are like a team. I feel like we should call mm. them and tell them that you're here. Okay. Uh, I mean, they may not answer at that point. I'll text. You can text them. I think we should start the. Sh- All right, let's do that. All right, so we're going to play the first clip. Uh, we got about 10 tracks here. We have 11, 10 or 11. Yeah, you can get rid of one if you don't like it. No, I like it. 11 is good. We'll have a tiebreaker just in case, right? So, okay, here we go. 
Oh, there he says, I'm here. Bring it. <laughs> Casey's in the chat. He's just been quietly waiting for this section. <laughs> okay, Eugene, we're going to play a clip of this song. It's going to be a short clip. Let's see if you can get it. Uh, and our uh, audience is going to try to beat you to it. So here we go. Oh, wait. Can, can we hear this yet? That's it. I'll play it again. Um. There you go. Ah, uh, you know, it's, uh, I think it's like, uh, <laughs> oh my God, um, Andy Baldwin got Hall and Oates. Andy, oh, is it really Hall and Oates? Okay. Yeah. It's a Hall and Oates. Yeah, like, Casey maybe, got I the whole thing. Like, uh, yeah, Casey got like, it. Uh, Hall and Oates, you make my dreams come true. I'll play a little bit more of that song. Okay. Right. Yeah, he got it. Or she got it. What I want. All right, so oh, that, yeah. all right, and, uh, that, so next track. Here we go. Okay, now K- Casey is that a girl or a guy? Casey is a guy, and his wife's name is it's Dolly. Okay, his wife's name is Dolly. Okay, cool. She's she's usually dialed in here as well. We got right now. We have Andy Baldwin, Bronco Billy. We got Daniel Copeland. We got Bron- um, Ty Laurie. We got a bunch of other people in the chat right now. No cheating. And if you're having problems and you think there's any problem, refresh your browser right now because you'll get a better. Uh, there we go. So here we go. This next track. Here we go. No. <laughs> oh man, it's like this one note shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's really hard. Here we go. Here we go. Play it again. Now. <laughs> uh, is that Michael Jackson? Ty Laurie <laughs> got it with like Air it. Supply. Ty Laurie got it with Air Supply. We're just waiting for the song now. So Air Supply and somebody else. Nope, not all of love, but close, close because love they, is involved. Love, yeah. Their supply, not true. Guys, using the okay. yeah Air Supply. Everyone's getting Air Supply. Night has gone. Bronco nope. Billy was close, but that's not it. Yeah, he got the lyric. Should I play a little bit more? Right, here we go. Night sure. Has gone, now the night has gone away. Oh my god. I don't know if I can hear this whole time. This reminds me of an old That's girl. a dude too. You have to remember. I know he's really he's, 1981. He's got some hot he's got some serious pipes. I'm gonna play all twelve. Yeah, they were big. Yeah. They were big in the, I remember they were big. It's an Australian man, right? Oh Australian? my god, wait, wait. Ty Laurie is close. Should we give it to him? But Casey got the actual title. Yeah, I guess we'll have to go with Casey, yeah, Casey Ty a pat on the back because it was very close. Ty, you were really close, but Casey Ralford, the one that you love, is the correct title. That is all air supply. Mm-hmm. Okay, here comes the next track. <laughs> <laughs> Three seconds of the video. I can't believe that song. <laughs> but you know somebody's going to get it. Elvira, Dan Copeland got Elvira. Are we keeping track of the points right now? It's not right. The title is Elvira. Yeah, and it's the not the Oakland Brothers, Elvira. Elvira. <laughs> Something like that. Not Dan Copeland. Elvira. Dan, right. Dan Copeland got both. He got a full point. All right, Dan tied with Casey. Damn. 
Nice. I don't know shit about this stuff, man. I, I you know, I thought Hall and Oates. I always thought the name of that band was Hall and Oates. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're like Hall and Oates. I mean, that's how much I know about this shit. <laughs> okay, here comes the next one. Uh, this is one of my favorites. All right, here we go. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, that's uh... do it. Is that like sticks or something like that? Casey Ralford got it. Grace American Hero. And who's the artist? Well, the, the artist is really difficult to it get. Is, Nobody this, this, that, dude. It, well, except me because I have this stupid song in my jukebox. He's got a really bad last name. <laughs> he does. The greatest American Hero. There's, everybody's pulling out the Greatest American Hero. That's great. Right. So then it was the Greatest American Hero, but the thing is that... Believe it or not, very close. Not Mike Post, but that is very close. Mike Post... Is very close, but it's not it. Should get Mike Post on the show. That'd be fun. Well, that'd be really fun. Yeah, we don't we don't usually have musicians. We've had a couple. Well, we had Jerry One, Buckner, right? Jerry is Jerry Buckner, right? Well, and Richie Knuckles is technically a musician. Technically, I guess. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. See, they're not getting. Really? I think we have to time box it. Should we time box it? So that's Joe Scarberry, guys. No points on that, except for if someone gets a half point for believe it or not theme from the Greatest American Heroes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I had I had such a crush on this chick. For Me too. I totally did. I was like in third grade. Here we go. We already gave a hint. That's gonna. Someone's. Oh yeah. Bronco Billy got Juice Newton. Half point. Nice. Yep. And the next person playing with Queen. I'm I'm gonna give it to him. He knows what song it is. He just can't type it very fast. Of heart. Yep. He got it. He got, he got it. it. Yeah. Play a little more to that one because this, this is a good song. This is the part nobody likes. I don't know. I like it. It's totally gonna get his flag, but who cares? That will be fine. If we talked over it. No one really yeah. All right. I have a story about this song, but I'm not telling it on the air. Was okay, it about so- some chick that you made out with in junior high or something? <laughs> oh, no. It was in third, third grade, grade or- man. It was third grade. Okay, here we go. Third grade. <clears throat> it was <right>. a dude. <laughs> it's a dude. Yeah, it was a dude just singing that. <laughs> <laughs> but he was beautiful. Okay, let's move on. Right, here we go. This is the next song. All right, here we go. <laughs> think that's enough uh, yeah, that's these harder. i've heard that fucking song a million times <laughs> right 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 uh, <laughs> is that like journey or no you're close uh, but no 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 it's uh the Porter, waiting by tom journey. petty casey got the oh, song tom petty. oh tom petty yeah, andy ballman got the artist so half point for andy and a half point for casey all right here comes the next one uh this was gonna this one gonna be a little bit tougher what an awesome intro. Wow. It almost sounds like you're doing Well, flat. That's 16 seconds I just gave. 
Oh my God. That's, uh, I don't know. You know, people say music is crap today, but it was worse then. I, think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. We've had some good ones. This is, this is a particularly, uh, how shall I say diverse playlist tonight? Yeah, I mean, 81, there was a lot of, there was like some Kenny Loggins, not Kenny Loggins, Kenny Rogers was in the top 10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was sneaking in some country. All right, I'm going to play just a little bit more of this because nobody's getting it. This is really tough. Wow. Nobody's going to get this. We're totally getting flagged for this song because we had to play yeah. too much of it. Unless this is an open source song, then we don't have to worry about it. Oh my god, this song is this. I don't even know this song. This was oh, this and this copyright was violation, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> copyright we, violation. We you get, guys are going to jail, man. We That's get it right. all the time. We get it all the time. Yep. And then they but just then you, they monetize our video. That's all they do. I don't care. Yeah. I wasn't making any money. Oh, see, and Andy's like, I know this. All right, I'll play a little bit more. God damn, we're. Gonna, Short time for you and me. So fine, so good. We're on the road. That's easy top. First night. Holy crap! I, I've already played like half the song. Come on, guys. Yeah, I think just give it up. All right, it's Gemini Dream by Moody Blues. Nobody gets it. Okay, the next song um, actually featured in Chasing Ghosts, the original Love cut, and uh, one of my favorites. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I'll do it again. That's it. That's that's all I'm oh, giving. Oh. That's all I'm giving. Ah, uh, that's uh, who the hell was that? Is that Aerosmith or something? No, you're. Yeah, that, yeah no. Keep keep, keep guessing. Keep guessing. That's Billy Squire. <laughs> Aaron Sanders ah. steps in with Billy Squire, and Casey says best song ever. Squire and it's the stroke. Copeland gets the other half, so a half point to Mr. Aaron Sanders for Billy Squire, and a half point to Annie Baldwin for Billy Squire. So that's awesome. Play a little bit more of that song because it's freaking awesome. Everybody, have you heard? If you're in the game, then the stroke's the word. Don't take no rhythm. Don't take no style. It's <laughs> a good song. All right, here we go. Uh, the next one. That's all I'm playing. Someone's Damn, I've heard that a million times. Someone I've heard it a million times, man. If I just had a couple more brain cells. So, like, <laughs> I mean, the eighties was the eighty was rough on me, man. That was one of the ones that uh, didn't make it. No. <laughs> I had to ride a bike with no helmet. <laughs> yeah, we, we rode in the back of the Ford 150 with a topper on the back with no seatbelts. Nice. Sticks is correct. Dan Copeland and um, Aaron gets uh, on my hands, but that's not the full title. So Aaron Sanders. Too much time on my hands. Too, much, too, too much, much time. time on my oh, hands. yeah, yeah. You got it. So uh, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron, too much time on my hands, uh, half point, and uh, Dan Copeland gets sticks, but there's a Y in that. Oh, no. Aaron Sander got the whole thing. I didn't see that. He got it. Aaron, you get it, buddy. You get the full point. Yeah, so that's, yeah, here we go. 
This is a good song, though. Okay, here we go. Oh my god. No one's gonna get this. Is that Ghostbusters? No, yeah. but you're <laughs> simple. Uh, well, the genre, yeah, maybe close. R and B. I mean, he's in the R and B. He's in the right category. Oh, not Michael Jackson. I'm play a little bit more. We're totally gonna fight tonight. We came Yeah. You wouldn't make love to me. You went fast asleep. Wow. We played thirty. Like Michael Jackson. I know. We played thirty-four seconds of that song. Not YMCA. Oh my god. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I'll play a little bit more. Huh. You yeah. wouldn't even talk to me. What? You say I'm so crazy. I'm so crazy. Well, you know, not Rockwell, but same label. You know, I'll give you a hint. He liked to tie up his girlfriends. There you go. Oh, and uh, he was a super freak. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> ah, um, Rick Yeah. <laughs> Andy Ballman got it, both of them. He gets a full point. Give it to me, baby. Uh, Rick James. Man. Okay. This so one, that was Super Freak? That was Super Freak? No, that was, but same artist. Yeah, same artist. Uh, Give it Rick to me, James, bitch. All right, <laughs> 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 here we go. Last song. This is the last song. No hints. Oh, my God. Andy Ballman. Full point. No one is going to get this. I'm going to go to the middle. Sounds familiar. Yep. No one is going to get this. It's it's on like their second greatest hits album. Banana Rama, no. <laughs> oh, Andy Baldwin got uh, the the band name. Sweet. Abba. 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 Yep. Abba's Abba? correct. <laughs> we should give somebody a point just for the band for the song name because it's. Lindsey Buckingham. <laughs> I just throw it. I'm just gonna throw out the, like. Fleetwood. I love Lindsey Buckingham. I don't know why. I do too. I, he's, he's freaking good. He's a good guitarist. Uh, Bronco Billy, you're almost. You're just like a, a part of the word. I think that's good. The enough. Eugene Jarvis Blues by Abba. I think Casey gets it. No, he's like half. Part. Bronco said it was on and on. It's actually on yeah. and on and on. On and on and on. Well, I'll give it to Bronco then. He gets Which it. Which is what our show is doing. We got to get to that interview. Oh my God. We sh- really do. Where the hell is Dan anyway? Ah, don't worry about it. All right. All right. So let's, um, thanks for playing us uh, back to the juke. And we're going to just, I guess we're going to move on to the the next section. I, you know, what do you think? Yeah, I'm into it. All right. Welcome to the show, Mr. Eugene Jarvis. But he's already been welcomed, so this is sort of the third or fourth welcoming, you know, to the show. 
But hey, hey thank you. You're thank fine. you. <laughs> this is the part where we grill you about, you know, the industry and why you've kept it alive so long and what kept you to, you know, what, what drove you to stay in the, you know, what, what insanity drove you to, yeah. you know, to go into, you know, working for Williams and then, you know, now you're at raw thrills. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your arcade origin story. How did you get interested in games? I, uh, you know, it's funny. I've always, uh, always been a gamer. You know, I, um, when I, as a kid, I loved to play chess actually. I was a big chess player. And, uh, so I was always trying to, uh, I don't know, you know, I mean, chess is kind of a mental, you know, mental murder of someone, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, allegedly a pure skill game, you know, so it's kind of like the, you know, a mental, uh, you know, combat and, uh, I don't know, just, the, 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 you know, it's, if you can really slaughter somebody in chess, I mean, you can just completely humiliate them, and it's a, it's a great feeling. Um, <laughs> and so very competitive. Um, and yeah, I love playing. I played tennis. I played uh, soccer. I played baseball, football, kind of things. But um, uh, later on, I kind of got it. I, I grew up, there weren't video games when I was a kid. So, um, although I did see, um, I grew up out in uh, Silicon Valley in uh uh, as a kid, I would hang around Stanford University, and because they had some weird shit going on there, and uh, they, uh, I guess, some crazy guys had um, taken that. There was there's this computer game called Space War, which, in my mind, actually is maybe the first real video game. I think it was done in the early '60s um, in Boston at uh, I think it was MIT. Is that uh, is that correct? Sounds right to me. But then I know yeah. I've got a few things right tonight so i forget the guy who, who did it but um brilliant probably the one most one of the most brilliant games ever created for computers and it was like the first one and you know kind of a combat player versus player combat of a couple spaceships and 19, gravity 1962 space and all kind of stuff 1962 steve russell in collaboration with steve martin greats and wayne went it's three guys so yeah, yeah brilliant brilliant game and uh you know before Pong or any of that crap, or these, you know, Ralph Spears rip off of Pong or Dolan Bushnell's double rip off of Pong. Anyway, <laughs> the, um, this game was, I mean, it was an amazing game. Very, very, and, and, uh, um, so they, somebody had, had gotten, had stuck a, like, a coin slot on this thing and stuck it in, like, the Stanford University, uh, student union and, uh, made, like, this really cool fiberglass camera. They called it the Galaxy Games. I guess it was their. You know, in the, in the long tradition of video game ripoffs, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. take Space War and change the name to Galaxy Game. Now it's a completely new thing. And uh, um, and they uh, had, like, some, you know, $50,000 mainframe computer that was, like, running this whole thing. I mean, it made no economic sense whatsoever, but it was sure cool to watch. And, and, and uh, um, I, I, it's funny thing is I, I it was always, like, so crowded and all week, like, college students and shit, and I was... I was afraid to ever actually play this game. I thought they were going to like beat me up or something. <laughs> so I would just kind of like hang hang out and like watch, you know, and see what they're doing. And uh, but that, so I kind of got it. You know, that was kind of cool, a little data point. But I really got into pinball games um, later on, and uh, and I played the early Pong game. And, you know, that was Pong is cool, but I mean, it's it's after you know a few days. I mean, it's not a lot of depth there. Um, so. Um, I got into playing pinball. That was kind of the cool things. And then they got in, and then, 
that was my real love because it really had kind of the depth and complexity. And then uh, um, the video game craze hit, and you know, it's just like holy crap. I mean, really, for me, the game was Space Invaders, and uh, and that was just like wow, what they could do with you know, all of a sudden they had characters, they had some form of I don't know if there was really any AI per se in there, but it seemed like they were little guys fighting you and trying to kill you and stuff. And uh, so that was that was uh, that was it. And then they came out with the arcade version of Space War, and that was super fun. I guess they called it Space Wars because that was another totally different thing. And uh, <laughs> that was a great game. Um, and so you could play Space War in an arcade cabinet. That was you know really fun. So I, I, I kind of got hooked on video games in the uh, you know late seventies. Sweet. And so and and would. When you tell us about applying for a job at Williams, um, yeah, well, actually, I started in the industry. I worked for Atari back in uh, when I got out of school, and uh, this was 1977. So, did you work? And, did uh, you just to interrupt really quickly? Did you? Yeah. Did you? Were you like one of the early employees with Waz and 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 Jobs then too? Um, they those guys had actually left. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, they had less. I don't think. I don't know if was. I don't know if he ever actually worked at Atari, but yeah. um, he was I definitely working he, for Atari. For sure. <laughs> but he wasn't working for I, Atari. <laughs> no, I guess he did. Yeah, I mean, maybe he did. And, and uh, Jobs uh, again, kind of. I mean, the place was uh, really crazy. Kind of a crazy place. Nolan Bushnell was a really interesting guy. You know, very, very kind of very creative, and you know, not great. Not you know, he wasn't into like managing things and shit like that. You know, it's. So it really was a fun place to work, but I, I was, they were starting up this electronic pinball division at a time. And uh, so I was like one of the few guys doing uh, electronic pinball games. Most of the other coders were were doing uh, videos. And um, the, the weird thing was, this is how crude, crazy things were. And those that you'd write your code on, this is before they had like terminals and stuff. So you'd have to, you wrote your code down on a piece of paper, and then they had a girl that would type your your program into the computer. Oh, that's brutal! And For which who? is kind of cool, man. So, like, you well, know, it depends I mean, on the girl. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, maybe, maybe, but <laughs> you know, it was like the weirdest thing was like it was like dudes. It was like. You're like this a secretary like, you know, for your... When men were like men, you know, like like typing on a keyboard was not a manly thing. You know what wow. I mean? Oh like men wow. could not... I mean, that was bullshit. I mean, that was... That was men couldn't freaking like type and shit like that. I mean, that was... It's, you know, you know what I mean? I mean... Wow. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally sexist. That's freaking awesome. It was bullshit. So, um, exactly. So we had, it's like, bullshit. This, it's bullshit. You know, and this, so they had this, this um, girl who entered all the code... I mean, she worked more than, like, the rest, 10 of us. So the coolest thing about it was you'd write your code, you know, on a piece of paper and give it to the, uh, you know, they, I don't know, they called them key punch girls or whatever, but um, gave, her, gave it to the girl, and then, then, you, then you went and played pinball for, like, an hour. <laughs> so it's like, because, you'd, you, you know, it'd take that long for your code to get into the computer and, <laughs> and run or some crap. I, you know, I, I, exactly how all this shit worked, I forget. But um, <laughs> the cool thing about it, you got to play, and, like, anytime you changed your code, you could go play pinball for an hour. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, change your, change can your code you imagine a, lot. a better job? You know, <laughs> so... That was pretty cool. So it sounds like my I'm current forward. job, except for not without anybody doing stuff. I just take that break, and so. But, uh, yeah, sorry, exactly. 
Exactly. You know, and, and I mean, now you have the internet, so I mean, yeah. um, the, uh, so the, um, uh, you know, I, unfortunately, you know, the, I mean, it was a really fun work environment and everything, and the places that are, like, really fun and everything tend to, like, go broke. And so, so you know, um, the, the pinball division, you know, they weren't, we weren't too good about making the games not catch on fire and stuff like that. So um, <laughs> it wasn't successful. We made some, I thought, really good games, some fun games, but they're very rare because not too many of them are... You know, not charcoal briquettes now. But um, so I decided, uh, and I was working with this guy named Steve Ritchie, uh, a great pinball yeah, designer. You may have heard about him. And, yeah. and he uh, he had gone into to Williams, and so I was going, yeah. And he called me up and go, Jarvis, get your ass out here, man. We're going to change the world. We're going to change the world with this shit, man. Change the world. And so we say, so which, and uh, did pinball games, and then. Um, I guess I, my favorite pinball game I worked on was a thing called Firepower, which was like this three-ball game. That's a great game. That was really cool. Great game. That was really cool. And then uh, then, uh, then uh, from there, I, I worked on Defender. Sweet. Now, Defender, um, a lot of people say, is really the first um, the first video game, the first, sort of first real, like, innovative video game that Williams put out. You know, they had done some other things to try and compete with uh, Space Invaders. Uh, but Defender was really groundbreaking in a lot of ways. So, you know, it was uh, it was kind of cool. It was kind of a blank page, you know. It was kind of like um, I got, you know, it's like we're kind of I was, you know, we're really getting excited about Space Invaders and Asteroids and all that shit. It's like you know, we got to do a video game. It's like too much fun now. And the other cool thing is you didn't need to have like a designer, you know. Like I mean, as much as I love Steve Ritchie, he was kind of the boss, you know. And so it's a way of, you know, getting rid of the boss. Who doesn't want to get rid of their boss? And get their own boss. So, um, so it's like, okay, now the programmer, and all programmers, I think, are megalomaniacs, you know, at the heart. You know, they want to take over the world. They want to, like, you know, make, you know, all your Bitcoins are us or whatever it is. And uh, all your base are us. What is that one? All your base yeah. are belong to us. That is a, that's a throwback. Our, all your base are belong to us. Yeah, all your base are to us. I mean, that's yeah, yeah. Programmers want that, you know. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, okay, now I'm I'm in charge, and um, so uh, it was like, uh, let's make a fucking video game, you know. And, and none of us had ever had anything to do with it. So we had like a hardware guy who'd never designed, you know, a piece of video hardware. That had, me, I was a chief model washer programmer game designer I had never done a video game it was it was the incompetence of the world you know doing a video game and uh, but we said you know we said okay let's what's gonna be cool you know like well man you know like how about color you know like color you know, <laughs> color it's, it's a future man it's a future dude <laughs> Oh, color and so he's like like how many colors do you need like we had like <laughs> apple i think they had four colors exactly like, right oh, that's bogus what that's 16 bogus. 16 you know like and so it was like you know maybe like eight you know maybe you know like okay well let's think really futuristic 16 you never would need any more than 16 colors right right i mean and plus it was kind of half a bite which we call it, we call it a nibble. A nibble was four bits. And uh, so it, it was like, okay, 16 colors, this will be the system of the future. Uh, you know, you won't ever need more 16 colors. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and then the game was, it was very painful coming up with the game because um, 
you know, didn't know shit about video games. <laughs> oh my I god! Make one. And uh, it was uh, it, it, the, the you know like pinball. When you're doing pinball, you know it's like you have a no matter how bad of a program you put on the thing, it is still a pinball machine. You, right. know, like you have a set of holes in a drain. Yeah, right. You have a set of physical rules. Yeah, you have the, yeah. the framework is there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's there, you know, you have something, you know, like you can, you can put the most heinous code in there, but it, it's still <laughs> a pinball game. At the end of the day. A video game, you, 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 there's, there's no limit to how horrible a video game can be. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just, it's just unbounded, um, <laughs> negativity and you know it's like a black hole is, is is you know negative infinity is how bad you can be right and so um and so i did a few bad really bad games and kind of tried to make a bad version of space invaders and made a bad version of asteroids and, and somehow combined those <laughs> oh my and you know, and I, and I listened to a lot of friends of mine. You know, and my my buddy Steve Ritchie from Pinball, he came by and he's he was like uh, giving me a lot of advice on Defender and stuff. And uh, and so I, actually, I came up with the name Defender because I thought it was cool. Because I thought, you know, when you're doing a video game, the whole idea of a video game is a kind of an excuse to create mindless mayhem and kill tons of, tons of you know, aliens or whatever. You know, you're just trying to kill shit, you know, because you're, <laughs> right. you're an American male, you know. <laughs> and, uh, and so you're killing shit, you know. So the... But then it was like, okay, but that's kind of, that's like, you know, that's kind of passe. So you, you can't be just like mindlessly killing things. So you have to have a reason so you're defending something, you know. Right. And then you can mindlessly kill shit, and it's cool. You're like Clint Eastwood or something. You know? any- you're dirty hairy, you know. You're you're Rambo, <laughs> you know all that shit. You know, you're you're hero all of a sudden. You're not some psycho murderer, you know. So, um, so that was kind of the name. And so, I think I've been doing like six months, and and uh, I was, actually I was getting ready. To, my bosses were getting ready to fire me. And why would they want to fire you? You're, you're, you're doing good so far, right? Cause I didn't have shit on the screen, man. <laughs> like, oh. was, and so I was like, okay, I got to get, you know, defender. I got to have something to defend, you know? Right, 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 right. right. And so I, so I made those little guys. I don't even know if people notice them, but the, the little guys are walking around on the bottom of the defender. And I, I guess you're defending them. And I guess you notice them when they get killed. Yeah. And so I made them, and they actually walk around on the on the terrain. You know, so you have to kind of sit there and watch them, and they walk. You know, it's like one of those little subtle things. Um, and so I did. You know, I spent a couple of weeks doing that. You know, and the management comes down and says, "Hey, let's see your game, man." And then I like, I go, "Oh, dude, I made so much progress." And I check this out. You know, these little guys walking around. <laughs> and uh, you know, they go, "What? I don't see anything." Like, no, see that little guy there? He's like. He's walking. He's, he's got eight pixels, man. He walks around. You know? <laughs> and uh, he walks. So that, that didn't that didn't go over too well. But um, <laughs> somehow, you know, we got into. I think my buddy Steve Ritchie he, he encouraged me to have like this flying thing. So we wanted, we wanted to get the this feeling of flying, and to really have with this horizontal motion, you know, have this flying. So that, well, that was a big uh, emphasis in Defenders, having the, the, the feeling of flying and giving this rush of flying. And um, and then it was, uh, okay, you're defending these guys, you're flying. And and then we threw in the um, the reverse thing. 
mm-hmm. which actually I originally just wanted to go left to right, like scramble, if you can believe that. Sure. And because um, it was just easier, man. It was more code. Like you go to the you know, you reverse. What the fuck? You know, exactly. Like, gonna reverse like the whole other button. Thing. <laughs> That's two weeks work, man. And a mutton shit. You know, like. Um, but my buddy uh, Steve Richie, Richie, who God bless him, he said, oh, Jarvis, you got to fucking reverse the motherfucker." You know, like, wow, you got to reverse this shit. You know, Steve like, Richie's okay, got I'll a terrible vocabulary. Because you, know, you know, I was, you know, I didn't want to get fired, so I, <laughs> and he wasn't even my boss, but at least I, I had something, you know. So I threw it in there, and you could reverse. And um, and then uh, I was like, you know what? I needed an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> right. You think I would have? Sh- I thought about that like you know seven months. It's like seven months in the project. You think I would have thought about that maybe like in the first week? But um, so it's like you had to defend these guys. We got the guys out there. We got the ship. We can reverse. We can fly around. And then like okay, we'll have these you know these lander dudes that will come down and you know fuck with your astronauts and suck them up and it was kind of like I think there was a, a, a movie it was like the first Star Trek movie or something yes. they had this thing um, like this spaceship like melded with some other spaceship or something V'ger V'ger right V'ger yeah. and so this was kind of inspired by that so these things would meld together and become like this mutant thing that would then be super evil and uh, so that kind of that was kind of the basis of the whole thing, and and um, threw in a few other enemies just for fun, you know, to kind of create the just for variety, and uh, and then had the in order to get people keep moving, um, keep the waves moving along. We did the Vader thing, where they the Vaders came out to kind of like harass you and fuck with you, and you know, keep that tension going, you know, because as as you kill off everything in a wave, it would natural tendency would be to get very boring because like there's nothing happening because you got two guys left you know and so you have these invaders that come out to you know get you you know kind of kicking the ass and like hey better get moving here we're gonna fuck kill you and uh and so you know kind of gets the pace going and everything so that was kind of the the basis of the gameplay but then uh um had this kid with me his name's sam dicker um my co-programmer on Defender, and he he generated some of those awesome explosions that really made that game. And uh, those explosions are unbelievable. Yeah, it was like the first real, and it's come to today. They call them particle effects. We just called them blowing up shit, and. <laughs> uh, um, it was just you know great pixel explosions and just amazing stuff where things would. And the coolest thing about them, if you ever play Defender a lot, is like it depends on where you shoot the thing, how it it'll blow, you know it'll blow up depending on where the bullet hits it, and you know all those all the physics of it all, and, and so you get this like infinite variety of things blowing up, you know, ne- never the same explosion. Like if you play Asteroids, the ship always explodes in the same way. In fact. It always, like, if you get killed and you're facing, you know, 73 degrees west or something, immediately your ship translates and blows up the sanding straight up and down. That's asteroids. And uh, it's kind of bullshit, you know. <laughs> it's kind of bullshit, you know. But, um, you know, they, you know it, fooled, it fooled like 100,000, you know, arcades. So. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to... <laughs> You know, 200,000 games later, 
I guess they 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 won, but um, but you know, so defender, it's it's the explosions are are always different depending on exactly what happens. No, no bogus, no bogus canned explosions. It's all on the fly physics, and that's kind of one of the beauties of the game. Just the, there's just the sheer fun of just ripping through shit with your laser. You know, well, you know it's um, yeah. Oh my god, that's that's pretty freaking cool, Mark. Do you you have a question for this gentleman? I think you well. Haven't. So you know, you know the, the the way the bullets are shot. I mean, or whatever you want to call them. Whenever you're shooting at an enemy, I think it's very even today that the way that it sort of goes off in a straight line and it sort of persists. That's very yeah. unique to this game. Like who who came up with that? And you know, how did you yeah. sell that? That was kind of like I mean, that was one of my little little nuggets, you know. Um, yeah, I was trying to make a laser, you know. My original idea was like a laser beam or something, but the problem is you know, laser beams are kind of like instantaneous, you know. Yes. And yep. so it's then, then you lose all the feeling of like, you want to have like um, trajectories and time delays and all that good stuff. You, know, you just want to just instantly kill things because then, then it's not, you can't really, you want to like anticipate where they're going to be and where the bullet's going to be, you know. All that physics is really fun and you, right. do, you don't want to just like instantly kill things. So, made it kind of like, it was kind of a bullet but they kind of had this laser-like tail on it that, um, kind of a smoke trail that it left behind and there was like some cool random, um, kind of random uh, thing that kind of ate up the tail that kind of looked like smoke and had a special color cycling routine that kind of made it look, you know, different cool colors. And the tip of the laser was like this hot white flash kind of thing. And so there's, you know, there's a million little details in that game, that little crafting, like, you know, when you're flying, there's like a star field in the background and it, um, the stars kind of jump around a little bit, kind of like twinkle. And, uh, and they, um, um, also scroll at half the rate as the planet scrolls. So you get the feeling of depth. So you have kind of this 3d feeling, you know, and, uh, you know, especially like if it's late at night and maybe a little bit stoned. It was really quite amazing. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I, I noticed that space invaders frenzy seems to have like when you're shooting, it's it kind of has that same kind of feel with the, the way the, you know, your, your lasers are coming up and hitting those guys. Was that kind of a fun thing to be able to go back and like make your own version of space invaders? Yeah, that was really cool, you know, and I can't believe those guys let us do that. You know? <laughs> got away with that shit. Um, but we actually, there's actually elements of like missile command in there. There's oh, like yes. this power up where you can shoot like missile command, uh, like missiles out there. And then you, um, actually they have the, these bomb things that are truly like the, um, um, your missile command, you know, they detonate and they kind of widen out, you know, right. Um, your missiles actually, uh, so it's kind of like, but they, I guess we have like these bombs and then you, if you shoot the bomb, it becomes like a missile command explosion and like blows out and takes out a lot of the invaders. So it was interesting. We kind of like mashed up a few of the classic games, um, you know, and it, it was just, uh, just the brilliant, the brilliant idea. You know, it's funny. We were starting out, we wanted to do the space invaders. And we started out, you know, just like made space invaders. You, know, you press a button, you know, and the bullet comes out. And yeah. And we just really like, man, this is 
kind of slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, I think Space Invaders is probably one of know, the, the like, most boring games ever made. It's kind of like the classic. It's, always a da- you know, it's like a danger. Like, you have this nostalgia. You know, like, right. oh, I played this game. Like, yeah. oh, protection. Yeah, it was fucking, oh, man, that was amazing. It was yeah. like fucking the coolest game ever. You know, like, I need to go to the, you know, the classic arcade and play some pole position. You know, like, and then you go over there, you know, I mean, and, you, and you're like, oh, it's so cool, you know, and you get, you get your quarter in there and then you start it up and you, you drive and like, uh, and then you go around the first corner and boom, you blow up, you know, like, what the fuck? You know, like, you know, like you hit, you know, like hit the billboard. So, you know, like, and, and that game was a bitch from hell, man. <laughs> to drive that thing, it was just a painful game. But it's weird, like, you, in your mind, it was like the most coolest thing ever. And then, you you know, you actually go back and have to play that game, you know, 40 years later and, and it's like, that game sucked. You know, <laughs> And of course, you know a lot of the a lot of the classic arcade games. You know, we 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 think of them. You know, we have this nostalgic vision, and they they somehow be, have become a lot better than they really were. You know, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, so you got to kind of watch out for that. But so yeah, so the Space Invaders, which I love, love the game, and it, it still is a great game, obviously. But it's it's a little bit slow paced for today's people. You know, yeah. today's ADHD generation, <laughs> and uh, you know Adderall. Uh, Generation Adderall. You I'm know? really, and, I'm really, uh, yeah, that's it. So um, we needed to, you know, hype it up, you know, and we had like a pair of these, we did this Jurassic Park game that had these big machine guns on it, and it was like, hey, let's just throw those things on here. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's like, and it was like, yeah, that's cool, man. <laughs> it was kind of like, I mean, it was very similar to when, like, Robotron, when, they, you know, I got that firing, you know, and got that firing joystick going, and it was like, I was like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> and uh, I was like, this is fucking cool, you know, and, and uh, so it was just, that was a magic, you know, to get that when we put those two machine guns on that game, it's just like, this is the way Space Invaders should be yes. played, you know, and then, of course, then it was too easy, so we had to have multiple grids of Space Invaders, then we put, like, these giant Space Invaders that were kind of like, um, kind of, kind of, uh, um, I think from asteroids where like if you shoot a giant space invaders it turns into four little medium sized space invaders and you shoot those they each turn into four little space invaders so you get kind of this this multiplicative effect like the asteroids when you shoot the asteroids they keep breaking into big you know multiple yeah. pieces of multiple pieces so kind of had a little um, inspiration of the asteroids we threw in there too so it was, you know it's like but it, it turned into just this crazy game super intense um and uh, it's kind of, you know, we might have made it a little too hard. It kind of just wipes people out and takes their money. But I guess that's kind of like what video games are about, you know. <laughs> right. All right, I'm going to tell plan, you. Good I'm plan. A, I'm going to tell you very brief. I'm going to tell you very brief. Monetize, baby. You got to monetize. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you a very brief story about Defender, and then we're going to move on to the next yeah. question. Because okay. okay. um, when I was a kid, we went to a, a little place called Carboni's Pizza here in town, and then I, um, I asked my dad, "I need, I would like a quarter." You know, I was like ten years old, maybe. You know, Let's see. And then he said, uh, or maybe eleven. And he said, "Yeah, I'll give you a quarter, and you can go play that game." And I said, "Great!" So I go put it in there, and I'm super excited to play this game. It's called Defender. Put the game, you know, put the quarter in. Lost my money in thirty seconds. No joke. And then I was like, well, I better not go back there. <laughs> so I sat and pretended to play Defender for another, like, five minutes <laughs> so that my dad wouldn't think that I wasted the quarter. <laughs> you know? That's a hard oh, game. Yeah, that's cool, it's, a, right? it's a hard game, but I have the game now. I have it, and I get to play it for free. So my next question is, uh, um, 
tell us about the progression from Defender to Stargate and, and a little bit about the VidKids. I think Mark might have this question in his arsenal as well, but what what went on where you uh, where you uh, went on to create these other games, uh, Stargate and, and Robotron? Okay, so, uh, yeah, the Stargate thing, um, you know, and, and Defenders just turned out to be this huge shit, you know? I mean, it's like I had no idea, you know, being the first game or anything, but it just somehow people just mesmerized by this kind of world out there that it's kind of, it was more than one screen, which was, I don't know if that, that had been done yet. Um, so it was like you had this kind of real world and there was shit happening, you know, out there with the radar screen and stuff. and Kind of mesmerized people for a while. But uh, so it was like, you know, I think we were, and, you know, we were like just, and I think at the time, uh, William just started hiring, like, you know, they got, well, I mean, you take, you know, a couple stoner programmers and they do a center. Like, Jesus, we'll just hire a hundred stoner programmers and we'll, you know, we'll have a hundred defenders. And I'm like, I mean, this is, it's not that hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> and uh, so, uh, but, you know, unfortunately, you know, it just kind of was a lot of people getting stoned. And uh, so we didn't really get much done that first year. So I think it was about in July or something. And we were kind of like burnt out. Me and my, my buddy, I, this buddy of mine, Larry DeMar, we kind of uh, had worked in, in pinball and stuff. And, you know, we were kind of like, ah, man, we got tired of this this place. And uh, so um, we were like, ah, let's let's buzz out of this joint and do our thing. And, and uh and then the one of those guys goes, oh, no, you can't quit. You have to, you know, we need a game like three months. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, okay, I guess, uh, I guess what are we doing? I guess we're making a, a sequel to Defender. <laughs> so that's, Stargate was like the, you know, four-month game. And, uh, but it was kind of cool in that we could go back to the game and, and try to, you know, so you, you always like, you know, you go back, you know, you always want to fix all the mistakes and do all the things right and, I think we like doubled the real time performance in the system and got, you know, three times so many objects out there. Um, and so, you know, it was, it was fun. It was, it was, uh, we put in the Stargate thing and which is kind of cool. It allowed you to warp ahead, you know, so you could like bypass the easy waves if you, if you were a skilled player, you know? And, uh, so, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. And, and that, uh, so we did that one and then it was like, okay, then we had to come up with the next game. And, uh, and I guess turn out Robotron was that game. That's fantastic. So, did you did you make Robotron by just having the family walk around first, and then you could show somebody that it was just a family walking around? Or, um, you know, we did. That was obviously we kind of ripped that off from Defender having ah. something to protect. Um, now the family was kind of was one of the later things actually. Um, it was kind of. Uh, but it, I love the mechanic, you know, it's like, because so often in, in those games in that era, you just killed things, you know, you killed, yes. killed, 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 killed. And so it was cool to have have something that you're not killing that's like your buddy that you want to protect. And it adds this, you know, you get all these conflicting goals. And Robotron was kind of the ultimate kind of like, you know, throw you, you know, like kind of in some ways the ultimate game of that era where it was like, you know, Space Invaders, you had shit that kind of came down from the top, you know, you're down the bottom, the shit comes down from the top, you kill it, you know, and it's like, okay, where where do you go from there, you know, like, what's the next escalation of that, you know, and it was like, okay, 
well, shit, you're in the middle and shit comes from all sides simultaneously. You know, yeah. I was like, like that's fucked up, you know? <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it was like, how do you know, just how to explode people's brain cells, you know, and blow their minds. Oh, totally overload them. So, you, you know, you have, the, you know, like you are in the middle of the shit. It's coming from all sides, you know, and then now you have to not only survive and kill this stuff, but, you know, they have to go around and rescue this family to get your points and, um, you know, all kinds of crazy enemies, some things that are breeding and spawning and um, just a million grunts coming at you. And uh, so um, Robotron was just kind of a, kind of a crazy game. And that game, is, this is amazing. We did that game in six months. And that included an entire new set of hardware. We actually did the... From what I, I you know, no, might might be the first graphics co-processing chip, which was a a pixel, um, what they call a bullet chip, which is kind of like you know it, it blew out the pixels for the um, characters on the screen um, using a bitmap architecture, which has become the standard architecture, you know, today, and. Uh, so it was kind of one of the early uh, graphics co-processing chips. So that was cool. But I mean, we did all this shit in six months. I don't know how we did all this stuff in six months, you know. Um, but it, you know, it was just—it was just like we had to do it. We're running into the company was running out of uh, games. They were going to fire everybody. You know, the the, the uh, so we were just exclusively doing. Vidkids was exclusively doing games for Williams, and you know, and they call us up like, "Hey, the game's not ready in two months. We're gonna have to fire everybody. Just want to let you know, you know." Thanks a lot. <laughs> like, it's like, wow. thanks. You know, it'll be on you, man. Take care. <laughs> nice. See you later, man. <laughs> you know, I'm going down to the Bahamas, but you guys better work your ass off. <laughs> yeah. End of line. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That must, uh, been, that must have been really difficult. Like, there are yeah, incredible yeah. pressures from the game manufacturers yeah. for you to produce something. Yeah. And then when you yeah, did, and then when you did, like something like 2084 or, or Defender, these were huge hits. So they must have kept the company afloat for some time. Yeah, so no, and then finally they, um, they had some internal teams and they came out with Joust and, and all that stuff. Joust um, is awesome. Um, Sinistar, which was also a really cool game. Yeah. And, you know, you have that new intro, too, I noticed. Run, coward! Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Let me ask I you... Live. Let me ask I you... Live. Let me ask Those you... Those are the two games I have next yeah. to the Stargate. Yeah. yeah, let me ask you a quick, shit, but, uh, quick yeah, question. You know, I gotta, actually, I gotta, like, um, I gotta kind of a hard stop here. Oh, you, oh, you oh yeah. Collect. But, but we can, you know, we can, like, if you want to continue to uh, some other time, you know. I'd, I'd love no, to, we, can, uh, we can do that. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. Why don't you tell yeah. us, then, a quick story of how okay. um, how you've maintained your career in the industry um, from Defender to Raw Thrills, and then give us a little bit of what you're doing, okay. you know, today to make this a successful business. Um, you know, it's kind of... Uh, I know at some point, you know, people would say, well, why don't you get into console games or why don't you do mobile or any of the other shit? You know, it's like, I don't know, you kind of like have to decide who you are and what you are in in life, you know, and at some point, and I just, I love the arcade, I love doing arcade games, and so that's kind of, that's just me, you know, and whether there's one arcade or a million arcades, that's what I'm going to be doing. And uh, 
so once you like, you know, you find out what you're doing, then you figure out a way to do it. And uh, I guess probably, you know, in my, you know, we had we had some great successes. I, I, it's eventually, the kids, um, you know, we kind of, we did some great stuff, and it kind of went our separate ways. And actually, I came back to Williams, and you know, with Narc and Smash TV and Cruise the series of games. And uh, the problem is. I kind of had this problem, like the companies I worked for kept going broke, you know, and Atari kind of went broke, and um, and then sadly, Williams, uh, you know, had a few near-death experiences, but in the early 2000s, they um, shut down their arcade uh, division, and uh, and then a few years later, they went bankrupt. Um, so I had to, you know, do my own thing, you know, like, well, if you want to be in the arcade business, you know, it's like... Um, you know, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta, uh, do your own thing almost because, you know, no one, you know, at that point, you know, Xbox and PlayStation were just like destroying arcades. No one even knew there was even the future of anything. And, but I, you know, I just, there's some really cool thing about the immediacy and, and the kind of casual and instinct to play in the arcade. And I just loved it. And I felt like, yeah, there must be some market out there for arcade games. And so, me and you know a few guys from uh, Midway decided to keep try to keep it going and uh, um, you know somehow uh, you know through hook or crook and it took us about three years to get our first game done which is pretty scary but um, we eventually persevered and lo and behold uh, and that game I guess was Target Terror I don't know if anybody remembers that one but it's kind of one of my favorites and. Uh, then we uh, did, you know, Fast and Furious, and we hooked up the guys that did uh, Playmakers, the guys that did Buck Hunter games, and um, and uh, we've done a lot of motorcycle games, superbikes, and... Uh, and you picked up Cruisin' uh, World again. Exactly, and we have, yeah, Cruisin' Blast now, we've got, um, you know, we did Walking Dead, we did a great Terminator game, um, we did, you know, quite a few, we did Guitar Hero Arcade, we did all, all kinds of crazy stuff, and... Uh, um, so and question is, we did a great, question is great are you desk. are you loving it yeah we actually were having a great time it's actually a, a great time in the arcades doing kind of these mega games um, which are kind of you know the, the, it's kind of Jurassic era of the arcade you know where like these huge arcades Dave and Busters you know like megaplexes and um, and we're doing like these games bigger than we ever made them and uh, it's kind of exciting you know it's like it's like it's almost like movie theatrical kind of experiences alright I know you got a hard and, stop uh, but let me give you yeah. one last question from the audience where did you get the name yeah. Raw Thrills Raw Thrills that was funny okay so yeah we're starting to come here that's always like the problem like when are you going to name a stupid company you know, it's, <laughs> it's like <laughs> everything's taken you know it's like ah and like oh let's call it you know why and, and I remember there was this company called Rare. I don't even remember Rare. Yeah, Rare, man. They so, made a lot of great games. A lot of great games. Great stuff, right? And they did GoldenEye. I remember GoldenEye. Man. I was like, oh, yeah. incredible. I mean, that was like the James Bond shit. I mean, that was... And they did all, a lot of other great stuff. Um, and so I was like, well, we're, we want to be the next Rare, so what's better than Rare? Raw, right? Raw. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So we're Raw. You know, then like... And we look online and shit and like... I think Raw was already t- like WWE and all that shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, like, Raw was like taken, you know, like, oh, shit, you know, we're screwed up, you know? And, uh, and then we had like, you know, a thousand really bad names. And, and, 
And I don't know, somehow, just somewhere along the line, I just came up with raw thrills, you know, like, oh, how about raw thrills? You know, it was kind of like, you know, like, and it's kind of sexual, I guess, you know, <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, and okay, we just like, okay, whatever, you know, I think people were just tired, you know, like, okay, and then you could, and then rawthrills.com was available, so we registered the game, the name, and we got the name, and, um, you know, and then, uh, and then we'd like call up, we're trying to get like insurance, you know? And like we call up the you know the insurance brokerage, you know, like like hey we're a new company, you know, we want to get insurance, and you know like oh, what's your name? And I was like oh, raw thrills, you know, <laughs> and then it was like click. It's not like you said. Oh my god, thrills! Hilarious. I know exactly, but it was like click, you know. Like, I mean, uh, and no one would give us insurance. <laughs> like, I kind of realized like maybe that was a kind of a stupid name. <laughs> But here we are, 15 or 17 years later, if you don't believe it. I, I feel ancient at this point. But we're still going, so we're having fun. So, yeah, and I, I, let's talk, uh, let's talk, let's do a part B here. Yeah, know, let's do that. I think it'd be great. I mean, it's yeah. been great having you on the show. Uh, again, yeah. this is Eugene Jarvis. He's been with us for the last uh, almost two hours here now, so thanks for being on the show. Uh, this is Arcade Radio. You can, you can, you know, follow Eugene on uh, at Raw Thrills on Facebook. Um, and we'll have him on the show again because, I mean, we have just scratched the tip of the iceberg, and it's been fantastic talking to you tonight. I mean, it's oh, just great pleasure. stories, story after story, and I, I know this could go on for ages. Well, so we definitely need a, you know, part B, so to speak. Uh, Mark, any final parting words for this gentleman? Um, you know, in Robotron, I noticed there were multiple dads and the multiple moms. Are they Mormon? Mormon. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, uh, that's interesting. I guess well, they don't do that anymore. No, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, I think it's they're more. I think it's more of a millennial thing now. Oh, right. <laughs> so it's open. It's open. It's an open thing. Got it. Exactly. So follow uh, Arcade Radio on SoundCloud. We're on YouTube Live every other Thursday and sometimes in between. So check us out. That's Arcade Radio. R C A D E Radio dot com or Facebook dot com slash arcade radio or youtube dot com slash arcade radio and we're on twitter even but i don't know if we tweet so much but at least yeah we don't tweet very much anyhow check us out and thanks for being on the show eugene and we'll see you the next time it's hey it's uh this is always a pleasure it's always a pleasure madam and uh Mark and everybody else, man. Yeah, it's been, 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 been a thrill. Audience is thrill, man. Audience is raving. Best show yet. Eugene rules. Best okay. best stream ever. So thanks for being on the show. We'll talk right. to you. Thank you. In Thank the you. Near future. See ya. Good night. See ya. That was a lot of fun. Nice. Mike. That dude is awesome. I'm hitting the dial tone. Uh, what? I need. I, a, I need a couple. Time. I just. I'm not even going off the air. I'm too excited. That was so good. That was super fun. I he's got to be on the show again. Yeah, he's a natural. I I did you have the recording going before we went live? I sure did. Oh yeah, some sweet conversations before we went live. Yeah, so I mean, we'll, there's we'll put the some guys like a, just a legend. Yeah, we'll put some tidbits in, before, you know, on on the uh, if you're if you're a subscriber to our iTunes channel or SoundCloud, you're in for a treat because we're gonna put a little extra before the show. I didn't get everybody's questions in, but man, this this. This was a lot of fun, and thanks for everybody in the chat for hanging out tonight. This was super great. We had a great uh, a competition and what's in the juke, and I think he really thought that was hilarious. Yeah, he was into it. He was really yeah. 
digging into those brain cells. Yeah, even though I don't think he got a single song, but who, you know, we're not going to fault him for that. Yeah, no way. No. And I had picture, different pictures of him up all night on the on the uh, stream. So if you were watching on YouTube, you got some some fun pictures of Eugene up there. But yes. yeah, that was a good time, man. I can't believe Dan didn't chime in. I'm I'm a little disappointed. He picked up the ah, phone for the okay. first time, and then boom, nothing. <laughs> now I don't know if you guys know or not, but I met Lamar at the last MGC. He happened to be there. In the, uh, oh, Lamar was his uh, co-conspirator. Yeah, exactly. uh, With uh, Vid Kids. Yeah, absolutely. I see. And I uh, I invited him to be on the show, but he's he's a little bit shy about podcasts. I see. Well, we can always track him down at a convention or something. Yeah, you know, having somebody on a podcast, I think there's a lot of people that have podcasts, but we've been very lucky to have uh, some fun guests, you know? Yeah, we get, you know, grade A caliber guests a lot of time. I don't know why, but I mean, good job, Adam, because you, I, I'm not you, that good at getting them. Oh, we've had, you've done your fair share. But oh, I, I think, got Preston, really, that's But it. here's the thing is that, you know. And Adam, I it, mean, Aaron. It can't hurt to just call somebody and say, hey, look, do the show. You know, and, and Casey really, I called him and Danny. And when I Danny. when I told Eugene about the format of the show, I'm like, he's like, "Hey, do you just need me for an hour? What do you need me for?" I said, "Well, look, we do the show from, you know, this time to this time, and um, and we kind of like you to co-host because you can chime in." And I think he actually had a good time. He must have had to go home to his wife. He was at the office still. Yes, <laughs> sitting <laughs> where him? he works all day. Right, right. He's probably like, "Fuck, I want to go home." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, but yeah, just awesome, awesome. It was fun. And uh, we got uh, someone, uh, Aaron Sanders is saying we need to schedule Brian Collin. That would be fun, right? Yeah. We could, we could use the same questions over again. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Uh, Maybe. uh, Brian, how did you come up with a defender? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll change. (laughs) All right, guys. Um, I think that pretty much does it for tonight. Um, yeah, thanks for listening in. We had a great uh, participation in the chat tonight. I'm really, really glad to have you guys uh, aboard. We will do another show in uh, uh, two weeks from today. Colon, it's pronounced colon. I got it. So you know, we'll <laughs> Colin. I'll make sure. Oh, he. D- that's right. Aaron asked him. So how do you say your name? It's is this Colin? He goes, No, it's colon. And it's like, <laughs> Okay. How dare you ask? <laughs> Good times. All right. So that was fun. All right, guys. Um, that sort of does it for us tonight, but uh, thanks for tuning in. We're off the air. All right, off the air. <laughs> that was that was La Bomba. La Bomba. Yeah, that worked out. Good, great guest, good backgrounds. I like that you had that your arcade radio little thing that you made mm-hmm. behind you. Very, very nice. Well, and it was, it was you know, I got to throw a few pictures of him up. I, th- I think that his phone connection was really nice. Oh yeah, he was on a landline. There's no way that that was a no. mobile phone. It was the fidelity was really great. Yes. So I mean, uh, that we should like tell people if you can get to a landline, you know, by all means. But like Steve it. Weeby was on his cell phone. Remember that? It was like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Hey, the electrical guys here, or whatever. But seriously though, that this this was fun. We gotta we gotta shoot for the stars and get a couple of, of bigger names on here too. I haven't introduced myself to Steve Ritchie, but Steve Ritchie's at every single MGC. I talked to him for quite a bit because John Jacobson uh, did the interview with Steve Ritchie. 
and uh, I, I filmed it, but, um, and then after, and then John had to sort of shepherd him through, this was just, you know, with Preston's, uh, sure thing. And, uh, dude, that guy was like super animated and fun and well, those guys must've just had a blast. We should, we should try to get Steve Ritchie on this show. Oh yeah. I, I think that's easily done. I've also got names for, um, Jersey Jack. Right. So I could get a couple of the Jersey Jack guys on, but <sighs> What I here, here's what I'd like to do. Eugene is is he was on my list, and actually he was high on my list. So now I'm, yeah. I feel like it's kind of like bucket list. Now what are you gonna do? I mean, how do you top Eugene? Well, um, what I'm thinking might be fun is the Activision folks. Oh yeah, yeah. So, um, crap, I can't think of his name. So Steven something. Uh, yeah. But they broke off from Atari, and yeah. I still have Nolan Bushnell on my sites. Which I think would be great. Oh, might as well go for him and Waz and everybody else. Come on. Waz, I don't see. Well, maybe Waz would be. Oh, if we could get Waz. Yeah. I mean, seriously. The dude is. He was I mean, used. He was used at Atari. Yeah. Oh. He was used and discarded like a. Like a. Pe- like a tampon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> 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 we got to get these these uh these uh silver age you know i mean golden age classic guys you know while they're still around well freaking waz can't be he's not gonna be on this planet forever <laughs> but you know i mean seriously like the dudes from activision uh did you ever see that that uh there was a documentary that was, i think it's on youtube you can watch it but it's about how these guys were like sick of not having their name associated with their games. So when they broke off and they formed Activision, every single one of those Activision games has a programmer name in it. Name on the front, on the cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I listened to the interview by the guy who programmed Pitfall. There was a, a podcast with him on it. I, I think those guys would be totally legit to have on this show. Oh, yeah. I would just go through, like start the Activision season where you just start talking to each Activision programmer. Do you realize that tonight is the first night a guest shut us down at the time we needed to be shut down? I know, but I mean, that's hilarious. I, I wish we'd kind of known that ahead of time so that we could keep an eye on the clock, but... I know, but I, I was watching and I'm like, God, he's talking a lot about Defender. I didn't want him to talk about Defender the whole time. Right, right. But, but it's an origin story for sure. <laughs> I just kind of... The Naked Gamer is a good friend of mine. He joined the chat tonight. <laughs> he goes, "Love you." <laughs> <laughs> but we, ha- I mean, seriously, we had we had a great, we had a fa- fantastic participation. It was up to like over a dozen people at some point. So, yeah, that was good. <sighs> I'm gonna be up all night now. It's only nine fifteen. What am I gonna do? Uh, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta program some. I gotta. Oh, gotta figure out how to do a search, add a new column to the database. It's gonna be great. Shit, that's stuff that I love to try out. When <laughs> so you got to work? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, today I kind of well, yesterday I kind of uh, got a little lost and uh, distracted, and so. But what I do is I bring my laptop, and then I'm in the living room, and uh, you know we watch whatever, and I program. I love your. I mean your Stargate. Uh, you know marquee right now says williams and defender at the top you know it's funny i don't know if you can see this but whenever let me see if we pull this off whenever it um come on whenever it says the name um let me see if i can get oh i can see it now can you kind of see this yeah do you see so 
Let me see if I can get it to where. See that up there? Arcaderadio.com. That's freaking awesome. (laughs) I forgot you could do that on Williams Games. They let you program shit in. That's right. Oh, my God. I got to do that. I think you can do that on Joust. Oh, yeah. Joust, Sinistar, all all those that are in that uh, sort of same era. So oh, I have, I, I can't remember what, Joust, since it's my wife's, it says uh, property of Samantha. So, all right. She likes that. Ah, I can't get it to go back. That's right. So I got your, uh, I got your business cards. So I'm going to send everything this weekend, including Aaron's marquee. Oh, he'll love that. That'll be great. And I really appreciate it. I mean, I haven't even opened it, so it could be really shitty. I don't know. Well, let me know what I owe you on the PayPal and then we'll. You don't owe me anything. Swing something over there. This, this is all I mean you already paid me for like the t-shirt I think and then I've got like a spinner in there and all kinds of fun's just a oh fun, man my wife wants the spinner yeah so it's a it's just a little fun little kit for you guys yeah and then you, you don't owe me shit so the other <laughs> thing was um hmm, yeah it's taking me like 18 months or something so no big deal yeah whatever it's time flies yes so I've been recording the audio for this whole thing I'm gonna turn it off 